And welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. There he is, and Podman Ron's about to boost it up in this his house. Boost it up in the house. Well, Podman Ron, it's been a while since we've gathered. Uh, and so you know, whose fault it, is that? Whose fault is that? That's y'all's fault. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just not much to talk about until now. There's a shitload to talk about. We could have talked about Obi Wan. We well, could have talked about. We're going to do that now, though. Things we talked about Miss Marvel. Shitload of things to talk about. Well, let's go back on the text and figure out where it all fell apart, Brian. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? What are all we right. About? Well, we got a little bit of news, but uh, we and a little bit of news and a little bit of sad news. Uh, and we are going to talk about Obi Wan. Maybe not necessarily Miss Marvel, is it, but is uh, that the sad news? That's the sad news. Uh, and uh, of course, Love and Thunder, Thor: Love and Thunder, the big movie that I'm assuming you two have seen. I have. Yes. All right. Yes, I've well, seen it. I'm glad some of us have. But first, let's go to the news. Brian, we were talking in the green room. We have, uh, there's, it's been quite a while. I don't know when we recorded last, but there has been, it looks like June 20th. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's been almost a month. Uh, yep. Almost. Yeah. Pretty close to a month. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, give us some news. What's, what's some news that is not three weeks old? Well, we got, uh, <laughs> a tra- exactly. We got a, a trailer and a uh, premiere announced for, uh, Harley Quinn season three, it's coming out July twenty eighth. The uh, and the the big uh, get, I guess, is James Gunn is going to make a cameo and play himself in the new season. Of what? Harley Quinn. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. If Bob and Ron's checked out on the first news report. No, first. sorry. I may have too much rum and whatever I had else, but. Right. He's doing his best Johnny Depp impersonation tonight. I am doing Johnny Depp tonight. Uh, so, yeah, Harley Quinn's coming back in a week or so on HBO Max. Uh, I enjoyed the first two seasons. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, it's uh, high quality. It's it's honestly worth a, a second viewing. I kind of look at it in the same vein as uh, Venture Brothers. Yeah. Lots of uh, – have you watched Harley Quinn? I watched the first few seasons. I mean, uh, episodes, but it's all right. It's all right. Nah, you need to go back through. So now that you can power through it instead of watching it once a week, you know, you get that, uh, that, that, uh, what is it? Binging boost. You get that from watching attitude. the show. Yeah. You'll enjoy That's it. That's right. You'll enjoy You'll it. You'll enjoy it. All right. So James Gunn's going to be guest starring, playing himself. So there you go. Thoughts on that, PMR? James Gunn's playing himself. In the show, yeah. That's what the report is. Well, I mean, what? I mean, what's his self? What is James Bond? James Dunn is. I mean, I don't get it. I, I assume that he's going to be playing himself, as in he's James Gunn is going to be animated, and he's going to be providing the voice and the character that he's going to be playing is himself. But why? 
I mean, is that what I'm understanding but, here, Brian? I, I think so. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, that's that's, that's ridiculous. That's it's a little bit. That of sounds a, desperate. That sounds desperate. Breaking sounds... the fourth wall, right? Because he directed the uh, um, uh, the Suicide, Suicide Squad right? film, right? So, I guess. All right. Well, I mean, good for them for you know wanting to do something <laughs> wacky like that. But yeah, I mean, good for I, them. I mean, I just, I it ain't for me. There's we, some, some other things they could do that would be a little bit more entertaining. But we've got if you want to get, get a uh, director and animate them and yep. put them in the cartoon, animate that's wacky. Them. That's great. Yep. I feel like we're we're debuting OCPRM, <laughs> old curmudgeon Podman Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new character. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if new is right. I think we've seen him before. In the world today. I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> what's going on in the world today? Just sit back, Brad. Direct, <laughs> directors being animated into cartoons. What, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? We, who, who is watching? Like, who gives oh, a shit about James Gunn? I mean, You're right. Being animated. I mean, <laughs> other than us, a bunch of fanboys who watch, who know the fuck James. Yeah, no one knows who he is. Yeah. Who the fuck knows who James Gunn is? And yeah. they're animating him to be in a, a wacky episode of Harley Quinn. And, I know. Okay, that's great, but. All right, uh, I guess. Yeah. All right, next news article, Brian. Sorry, he wound down. Sorry. <laughs> Just wait him out. Thanks for sitting back and letting me rant for a minute. This could be our easiest one. We just. Love, just lob something to PMR, let him rant for three minutes. Yeah. Obi Wan, go. Oh, wait, no, no, but yeah, we'll get there in a second. Uh, we got a, another release date for Quantum Leap, September 19th, and Ooh. it's going to debut on NBC. Oh, on reg- NBC Prime. Not just, Pe- NBC or, Prime, uh, not yeah. just Peacock. Okay, very good. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, sandwiched uh, with The Rock and The Voice. So they're giving well. it a prime time slot. So, <laughs> Young Rock. Oh, my God. NBC, how far are you fallen? Young Rock is like their most successful sitcom. I believe uh, you. I'm just saying that. Uh, well, yeah. Whoever I mean, knows. Well, I mean, who knew who this I mean, Rock? You can't make is. fun of anybody in a sitcom anymore. But you just nope. gotta have wacky Young Rock, and you know. And the the other five children that his father uh, fathered. Yeah, I mean, who? And they're, uh, they're all strangers. <laughs> That's a different. <laughs> So up. That's on the wrestling cast. What else you got, Brian? We've got uh, Barbara Broccoli is uh, um, ah, the producer of Thank James you. Bond has chimed in and said that uh, it's going to be a while before we're getting a new James Bond. They're going to go back to the uh, uh, I guess the wheel. Uh, they're going to reinvent James Bond yeah. for the not new, go, not for the go new back to the well. millennium. Not go back to the. They're well. going to yeah. go to another yeah, because well. they they figure out that. No one gave a shit about him in this millennium. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably true. That, that yeah. like, the millennium that, that hated Bond. No one gave a shit about James Bond anymore, so we better do something different. No, I, mean, right. I mean, it really did. I mean, think about it. That last movie like came and went with barely a thud. No one gave a shit. And no. I mean, oh, James Bond died. No one it could have had James Gunn in it, and no one would give a well, shit. Well, might as well. I mean... Here's the actual <laughs> quote uh, from Barbara uh, Broccoli. They uh, said, like, no one gave a shit about James Bond. Yeah, that's, that's what it says right here. Uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody's in, the, nobody's in the running. We're working out where to go with him. She did say him, or her. and we're talking that through. 
there isn't a script, and we can't come up with one until we decide how we're going <laughs> to approach the next film, because really, it's a reinvention of Bond. We're reinventing who he is, and uh, that takes time. I'd say the film is at least two years away. All right. No. Podman Ron, you have, your, you have your hand up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my whole thing with James Bond right now is I think what they're going to do, I can do the Nostradamus thing. Yeah, go ahead. Is, uh, Nerdstradamus. What what but I think what they're going to do is they're going to like make it like Avengers. I mean, they're like the Marvel Universe. They're going to make a universe of James Bond. So we're going to because they've realized that that's where we're. Uh oh. Uh oh. Have a sip of coffee. What did they realize? I can't hardly hear you guys. But anyway, what what they what they <laughs> realized the is, is they need a they need a universe. I mean, they need to start out James Bond and make it coherent again. Where right. where it's you know <clears throat> you have the character that's going to be James Bond for a little bit, and you know you can branch them off in different uh, different stories because. No one gives a shit about something that's going to be retooled every two or three years. I mean, it just does, just doesn't work anymore. So, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna go back to the the basics and uh, and instead of making James Bond a, you know, that's his birth name. I think they're gonna make it that's the secret agent name is 007 right. is the secret agent, and then then they can, you know, if one James Bond is killed or what have you they can pass the name and everything off to another james bond that's just what i think so I like that or just have a bunch of double o's right and, and right. like you said it's the avengers except for here's double o one double o two double o whatever right. yeah, yeah just, why not you know make a make a universe out of the you know everything can and make a universe out of it all instead you, of what they've been doing and they've all got their own specialty right and right. all nicknames and then they're kind of like G.I. Joe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Brad knew exactly where I was heading. You, yeah. you, you just pitched G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. There you so. go. Well, because they can't get a G.I. Joe the movie that's worth the shit off the ground. So, you know, I might as well beat them to it. Because God only knows that's been handed to them on a silver platter, but no one seems to fucking can do anything with it. So why not James Bond do something with it? Why there not you? James Bond do something with it? All right. We just work. Oh, there he goes. He just hung up. Okay. Phew. Now we can get through these. <laughs> <laughs> if we just let him rant between them, we got like four hours worth of Uh-oh, he's he back. Is. He's God back. Damn it. He's here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Brad, you may have heard this one. Uh, Next Star nears a deal to acquire the majority control of the CW Networks. Yeah. Or CW Network, right? So this may be the end of the Arrowverse as we know it. Right, with uh, HBO Max. It's just barely <laughs> hanging on, yeah. HBO Max, well, it canceled so many things already. And then, uh, you know, uh, HBO Max is uh, trying to pick up the content and launch stuff, so this may be the end of the Arrowverse. Wait a minute, isn't Flash still, like, limping along in there somewhere? He, he barely uh... It's got one more season, and then um, Superman and Lois have been renewed for another season but that's it that's the only two i don't even know that star girl's been renewed i don't think it has so. but maybe wrong. are you serious star girl is great and both star girl and superman superman and lois is probably the best thing that i've been watching lately i mean that's actually a really good show well, and, 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 and some former version of it uh will probably 
live on, maybe just not on CW. Then we've got uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the season finale and everything later on, but it was revealed after the season finale that Tamura Morrison was supposed to come in and play uh, uh, Captain Cap- Cody in Obi-Wan. Captain Cody from yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah. Remember, Cody always... Uh, Obi-Wan always kind of partnered. They had like a second in the clone army. Right. And so right. Obi-Wan always uh, partnered with uh, Captain Cody and Anakin always ended up partnering with Captain Rex. Right. Right. So the Cody was the one that had the yellow armor. And apparently that was the whole storyline. It was supposed to be pretty involved, but Cody was on Tatooine with Obi-Wan. So it's like he had his drinking buddy and his, his guy that he piled around with and went on, you know, adventures. They, they worked at the same butcher shop, that sort of thing. <laughs> but they, uh, well, butcher. They, pl- they played hide the the meat with each other. <sighs> well, I mean, mm. that's what Obi Wan did. He hid meat. He did hide oh, that meat. He hid meat. Ah, ah, Maybe he was bringing the meat back to uh, Captain Cody. Ah, Could be. Ah. Then we've got several comments about. Um, Avatar, the new Avatar film. Uh, uh, can we just skip this? Can't wait for that one. <laughs> well, this, this, I want to get your opinion on this <laughs> stuff, PMR. Wants to watch Avatar. I think you could guess his opinion. <laughs> yeah, here's, yeah, who, who wants to? All right, so let, let, let me see how these hit you. And let me finish. Let me get all of these out because there's several pieces. Okay. One, uh, the film is no less than three hours long. Jesus Christ. Uh, he has said that he may not come out and direct all because you know they're, they've greenlit four more movies, or at least he's he's got in production pre-production four more Avatar movies. That's insane. He's now saying this is three hours. Uh, it may he has no idea if there is any audience that won't, even wants to see this. Right. He's right. There's <laughs> not. That's a good Steve suspicion. Answer, I can answer that question for him. He may not direct the final two. I hope no one cares. Yeah. And uh, apparently Sigourney Weaver is now going to play the daughter of Jake Nitiri. The and no you one, know, and the yeah. sad thing is, no one knows who that is. And no one cares. <laughs> no one knows any of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, it's so sad. So yeah, so we got lots of updates on Avatar: The Way of Water Ugh. coming out later this year. Well, we, uh, we all got treated to a trailer for it in the last uh Oh, really? Four. Oh. Yeah, at least I did, unfortunately. And you know what? It was just as boring as I remember it. We've got uh, a script leak for Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Did you guys read that that I posted? Yeah, yeah. go through that real quick. I saw that yeah. you posted them. So essentially, uh, Craven the Hunter, it's it's going to focus on Dimitri, who's Craven's son, uh, and uh, he he doesn't hunt animals. He doesn't hunt animals. He hunts man, he hunts men. There's a poaching ring. Oh, that's, oh yeah. There's a, <laughs> it's Craven, man. Always looking for a good man. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a poaching Who ring. That's a, these days of 2022 is not hunting men. <laughs> that's that's true. Robin is. Superman is. I mean, we're all. I mean, goddamn, man. I feel left out. I should be goddamn hunting men. Anyway, well, go ahead. 
<laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, it's not it's not Dimitri, it's Sergey. So Sergey is nah. Sergey Kravenov is Craven the Hunter's son. There's only two Russian names. It's Dimitri or Sergey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so there's poachers that are killing animals. Sergey oh dons dons the costume uh, to yeah. hunt them down. He thinks I'm the ring is you're just gonna to have to wrap it up quickly <laughs> i know he, he thinks the rings run by chameleon so we'll get chameleon's debut and then you find out craven the hunter is the actual bad guy ah uh, interesting so i'm not even, father I'm versus confused. son uh, all right instead of like spider-man versus craven which is <laughs> supposed to be. it could be another way to Jeez. go having spider-man uh, versus uh, an enemy why not you know, Sony will realize, I think, one day that no one gives a shit about Spider-Man's shitty villains and uh, will just make a Spider-Man movie. I mean, I mean, Marvel gave them on a silver platter the uh, a way to make a Spider-Man movie and and continue their their shitty little universe, but they well, continue to do this stupid. Morbius and Craven and all this other shit that no one wants to see and no one gives a shit about. So I, I just it boggles my mind. I, I swear to God, I pay me a, a half a million dollars and let me work for these studios and I could do a, a shitty job just as well as give, these other. Give you a bottle of rum and you'd be at it. There you go. God damn it! I mean, really? I mean, who's doing this shit? Who's telling these people that this is good stuff? Well, not Kevin Feige, because Kevin. Uh, rumor is that Kevin Feige, there's memos that went around between him and Sony where he's telling them they gotta stop trying to clone the Marvel universe. They gotta oh, stop. Shit. They <laughs> got to stop diluting the characters and they're and, not and clone in the Marvel universe. They're <laughs> they're they're totally fucking. I mean, they're just pulling a, a character here and there that are villains at that and they're trying to make a movie out of it and it's not working because no one gives a shit about these fucking villains. I mean, and then the movies are terrible. I mean, they can't even make <clears throat> the movies interesting. I mean, they make them God awful terrible. So quit doing that shit. I mean, you're, you're ruining your, your villain pool for if you do want to make a Spider-Man movie, there's no reason they couldn't make an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie right now in Sony universe. And and parade all these stupid fucking villains that they keep wanting to do, and and make a universe out of that. I mean, Marvel pretty much handed it to them with this last Spider-Man movie, but they keep wanting to do these solo movies with these fucking terrible just villains. Weird. And well, maybe they're yeah. trying to maybe they're just trying to build up the villains so that they'll they'll bring Spider-Man and they all get killed. People will enjoy seeing these people die. Right? Nobody cares about any of this shit. I mean, that's what's sad. I mean, you would have thought Morbius would have been like, oh, shit, no one gave a shit. Let's 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 do something different. But no, let's make Craven and make no one give a shit about him, too, and make him an animal lover. And oh, my God. <laughs> All right. He's had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. All right. Well, listen, we, we we got a lot of other things to get to here. Brian, give us one last news right here. Give us one a last one. news. Um, so apparently there's a company... Uh, I believe it's based in Saudi Arabia, and they are proposing a uh, a flying cruise line. Essentially, it's going to be a nuclear-powered sky hotel uh, that will run on nuclear, four nuclear, no, sorry, 20 nuclear engines. 
It will remain suspended in the air for years without touching the ground. Better still, the airline will access the flying resort with electric planes. Okay. So it's almost so, um, like a, uh, a cruise ship in the sky for old people to, to be whistling uh, tunes on, right? Except it's going to be powered by 20 nuclear-powered <laughs> oh, engines. Yeah. What could go wrong there? What could go wrong there? So, you know, uh, hey, uh, I w- there's nothing I'd love better than to know that that could be looming over my, ha- my head at any given time. Or <laughs> <laughs> perpetual nuclear bomb floating around the Earth. For years to come, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, there's there's a there's a lot wrong with the world. So just add on to it. Why not? Why It'll not? host up to five five thousand people and never land <laughs> until it blows flying up. hotel until it blo- when until it, it does it, land. Yeah, that's when we got a problem. <laughs> that's when we got. That's when we know we got a problem. Well, hey, speaking of uh, problems, we got a lot of problems this week in celebrity deaths. All right, Podman Ron, where should we start here? Which which was the one that hit you the hardest? We've got three to choose you know, from. You know the one that hit me the hardest. Uh, well, so, hey, well, first it was James Caan. Then it was Polly from The Sopranos. No one knows his real name. Oh, hey. And then finally the one that hit Podman Ron the hardest, Larry Storch. The late great Larry Storch. Let's let's talk let's talk about James Con first though, okay? Uh, of course. Let's talk about James Con. Well no, we wanna we wanna get to uh we wanna get to uh, Larry Storch here. Uh oh. James Con, everybody knows him from Godfather and Elf, pretty much, right? Is that I know from Elf. Oh, Alien Nation. Alien Nation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh the program. Was he was in the program, oh. a, a football film. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian Song, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian, Brian Song, yeah, another football. I don't want to okay. give, I don't want to give James Conney shit because of course he was a kick-ass actor and you know kick-ass, <laughs> but like he always played either a coach or a fucking dad or I mean, I, that's or a mean. cop, cop, yeah, pretty much. That's all James coach, cop, dad. I mean, yeah, pretty much it. Uh, not not a wide now. range is what you're saying. He was great now. You're right. No great loss, PMR. <laughs> he just can we just get through this guy so we can get to Larry Storch? <laughs> I feel like everybody's just gonna just breeze through Larry Storch. And no, I'm trying to be so worried about Larry Storch. <laughs> All right, well, the goddamn fucking James Con. I mean, this, I mean Larry Storch is like. <laughs> If he would have died, even wave. I mean, he should have died twenty years ago, and people would have cared. But you're right; nobody yeah. cares now. I mean, no. it just proves you just live Wait. long enough. You live too long, and no one gives a shit about it. Your that. argument is that if Larry died in two in the two <laughs> in, in two thousand two. Pete, there. If they would have broken in big memorials, yeah, <laughs> they would have broken into must see TV. No. And ran a banner, a bulletin at the bottom of they Seinfeld. May they yeah. may have. They may. I mean, that was, it would have been more like <laughs> shot just right. in. And the Iraqis, the Iraqis are firing the ground to air missiles. Wait, this just in. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we have something even more important than the Iraq War to talk about. Larry, Larry Storch, Storch has died. F troop has died. <laughs> 
like y'all are just making fun of Larry Schwartz. <laughs> Enough. I mean, we kind of are. Hey, I was the one that broke that scoop. I was the one that posted that first. Obviously, it meant <laughs> a lot to me. I had no idea who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Podman Ron would. Was. I mean, uh, you guys suck. I, I really do. <laughs> he was 99 years young. Exactly. If fucking, 90, if fucking Larry Storch would have lived to like, if he would have died in an early age, everybody been upset. But no, yeah. you know, it just goes to prove you live too long. No one gives a shit yeah, about you. You become an, uh, a villain. Yeah, just like Batman said. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you become, become a burden. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, his his sixty eight year old son is like. Whew, thank God the old man's finally gone. Now I can finally retire. Now I can live it up. <laughs> you guys really suck. Larry Storch is a national treasure. Y'all just don't remember. He was like a he was like a a, a, a Gilligan. I mean, uh, he, he was, was like, like a, a coach and a father to me. Yeah. Uh, when I needed a strong male role model, I turned to Larry Storch. Well, and Ken Barry is dead, right? Speaking of F Troop. I don't know. I, when Did I watched that the other day, I couldn't remember if Ken Barry had died or not. Yeah, I wish there was And a if way there to was tell. only a, a machine that yeah, allowed There's no to... way to tell. All right, someone else who died <laughs> oh, from Barry. a great TV oh. show. Uh, Polly from Sopranos, otherwise known oh, as Tony. When did Ken Barry die? Sir, 2018, I... December 1st. <laughs> and no one made a big deal out of it. <laughs> Nobody. Suck, they didn't break the news. That's just in. F Troop and Bomba's <laughs> family star Ken Barry has died. <laughs> All right. Holy shit! I didn't know Ken Barry died. Yeah. Just think, Brad. Just think of the send off Walter Cronkite could have given <laughs> Larry Storch. Larry Storch if he would have died in a timely manner. Yeah. <laughs> if he had had the decency to die when he should have. <laughs> All right, uh, Tony Cerrito, Cerrito, Polly died at seventy nine. Oh! All right. Well, yeah, I, you know, for someone who just finished watching uh, The Sopranos yeah. recently, yeah, uh, I will say that Polly was the best part of that fucking show. Oh, well, well and Silvio, Polly so, and Silvio. Who's Silvio? Silvio, um, the big fat guy. The guy, yeah, the guy, no. No, 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 that's Pussy. No, Silvio's, uh, he little was in Steven? the E Street Band. What's little his name? Steven, um, little Steven. Steven Van Zandt. Steven Van Zandt, yeah. What did he play? Silvio with the, the guy with the big pompadour. They all had big pompadour. Uh, that's true. He, he played one of them. Toupee. Yeah, he said, hey, all the time. He's the one that would always do the Godfather <laughs> impression. They'd want, they'd want Silvio to do the Godfather impression. They pull me back in. Did Silvio die in the, the last episode? I can't remember now. I think they all did. Oh, fuck, I don't know. No, Polly didn't die. Yep, he did now. But, eh, Polly was better than Silvio. I'll, I'll set it up. My biggest regret, my biggest, I love The Sopranos. My biggest gripe about that show is that the guy that they ran off in the Pine Barrens never came back. My, biggest, always... re, my biggest regret of that show is I watched it for fucking I mean, all five seasons. A little twist there. I thought he yeah. liked it, and then he hated it. Well, he watched 70 episodes of it. You'd think he might have liked it. No, just that Polly. one character, Polly. Polly was the best part. All right, of he watched it for Polly. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, 
he, he would watch F Troop just to see Larry Storch. <laughs> <laughs> F Troop was a national treasure. Yeah, I, I, I watch Three's I go through Three's company just to see Christy. Chrissy, that's it. Chrissy Snow. All right, another thing that, and maybe we can pick this up if we ever uh, get around to doing another conspiracy theory podcast or something. The other <laughs> thing that died was the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And if oh, no, I, listeners who don't know that. what that is, you need to go look it up and uh, you missed it's your the, chance now. It's the modern stone, Stonehenge. The Southern like it was Stonehenge. Built in yeah. This, yeah, wasn't it built in the 60s? I think 60s or 70s, yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is there was a, there was a marker saying that there was a time capsule buried six feet under the marker. <laughs> and when they dug it up, there was nothing there. Interesting. So. Very creepy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, going on with your story uh, about the uh, nuclear uh, weapon that's going to be flying around the world, Georgia Guidestones had instructions on how to rebuild society if there was a catastrophic failure. So this is a perfect, uh, you know, perfect uh, storm of failure here. We don't oh, know, know we, that. We won't know how to rebuild society after the nuclear bomb blows up and destroys half the world. But yeah. Uh, mm. eh. I ain't going to live definitely till, use that. I'm not going to uh, live to the ripe old age of 99 like Larry Storch, so I don't think I need to worry about it. All right. Uh, all right. 30 minutes in. Let's go to the TV shows, people. <laughs> all right. We have a couple of TV shows that uh, just ended. Stranger Things, Obi-Wan, and The Boys. Uh, let's hit on Stranger Things first. Um, anything to talk about that? I will say that I watched it all, but it was, I kind of had a struggle a little bit through Stranger Things. And, and I think we talked about, you know, the, the thing that I didn't like about it, it was enjoyable. It was fine and all. Uh, but again, there, the cast is so huge now that they had to break up the kids, which is kind of like, well, that's. Why you liked it in the first place is because this group of kids that all kind of meshed well together and acted well together. And so they did the same thing that they did last season, which is splinter everybody off and everybody makes two or three new friends and forms a group that way. And you would they kind of come together, but not really kind of come together at the end to save the day. Um, and then one of the people that they splintered off that they, you know, everybody loved uh, Dustin and Steve as kind of a comedic, heroic duo. And they kind of replace Steve in this with, with some other pots. And so it's sort of like, it feels like they kind of made same mistakes and didn't learn anything from the last season, in my opinion, that just like, eh, well, there was interesting, but less interesting. There was a lot of retread stuff that you got to in the last two episodes. And it's like, we've seen this shit before. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I had said that they're not going to have time to get everybody back in play. Right. Well, not, I assume they'd at least get Elle in play, you know, <laughs> yeah. actually in Hawkins. She didn't make it back to Hawkins. Right. Uh, you know, Hopper and, and they're all, uh, they're they not even in the country, the yeah. you know. So you had you know, the, in, the season two finale. They're in the gym. They get the salt. They get a kiddie pool. They okay. create a sleep deprivation tank for her. So what do they do this time? They get a uh, they get a cooler and they get salt and they right. create a sleep deprivation tank for it. It's like we've already seen this exact same scenario two seasons ago. Like that's how that was the big finale two seasons ago. So right. it 
and and honestly, two seasons ago, at least the monster was attacking the location L was at, right. and they were actually in danger. This one, they're all just hanging around in a pizza place while she's in a in a bathtub. Yeah, very it's, very it's, odd. And 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 they totally backseated Will and Mike the entire time. I mean, oh, they yeah. were barely <clears throat> in it. And again, their haircuts didn't help any, so I'm kind of glad they weren't in it. But I don't remember people in the '80s having that bad of a haircut. Do you, Podman Ron? No, we didn't have like <laughs> like Will and uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they. I mean, they didn't use those characters and whatever the uh, boyfriend, Nancy's boyfriend's. I don't even remember his name. Mike was that Mike? Yeah, Mike's her boyfriend. Will is the um, the kid that got. Right, right. In the first season. So yeah, Mike was barely in it as well. And it's, it's sort of like, well, you kind of everybody kind of liked those characters, but they keep introducing so many fucking new characters that they don't have any time to go to their the ones that people like. So I don't know. Podman Ron, any thoughts on it? Did you what finish? We're talking it? about we're talking yeah, about Stranger Things. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was we finally had a face for a villain, which. Yeah, to me, like the first three seasons really lacked. I mean, I think I really liked season three the best <laughs> because one of the reasons I like season three is because Billy was kind of the bad guy. So you actually saw a face for a villain, right? With Billy, and I, you know, I think that that's why that that season was really strong for me, and I think that's why this season's really been strong with everybody is because. We, we have a villain. We have a Darth Vader. We have a Doctor Doom. We have we have someone that is a villain that has a face and that you know mustache twirling. He's a he's an evil dude, and I think that's what was missing from this series for the first two episodes and I mean uh, first two seasons. And uh, so I really liked it. I I like season three still better, um, just because everybody was in the same place. You didn't yeah. have this whole Russian Russian crew. Which, you know, I was okay with the Russian storyline if it would have been like three or four or five episodes, but they just stretched it out to a point where it was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, and, you know, Hopper was, uh, where the fuck his name is, was saying, you know, oh, we got to fight this demon, you know, help the kids back home. Well, what, how the fuck does he know? How did he know what was going on back home? And two, it really didn't show it how it was. (laughs) <laughs> really affecting right. the demon back home. I mean, they should have, you know, when he struck the demon, you know, with a sword, it should have showed something happening back home that, oh, it is affecting. I mean, but it never really did. I mean, it, it you know, so it was kind of, that kind of part was kind of lame. Um, I, I thought it was kind of dragged out with L and uh, the the little water tank and that all that bullshit. Right. I mean, it was like I, I like the origin of, of that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty that good. Was, but I thought it was stretched out a little bit too long, and uh, and then you know again, again, poor Steve is shit on again. Probably the best character right. of the whole the whole franchise, and you know it's like the writers just hate this dude because. <laughs> He loses his girlfriend the first couple of seasons, and now he's lost his little best friend that he he gained. I know. You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't like, I don't know why they why they didn't keep him and Dustin together because everybody yeah, kind of love and uh, what's her face the uh, Ethan Hawke's kid, uh, whatever her name is, Robin. Robin. Yeah, Robin. I mean, the three of yeah, them I mean, were fantastic. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, that was kind of a cool, There, it's a cool storyline. He's a cool character. They're, they got good, you know, chemistry all together. So why are you fucking, fucking constantly fucking around with them? But whatever. But yeah, whatever. It, to me, I like season three better, but this was pretty close to season three. You know, and like I said, you do have a villain with a face now. So you're going into season five, which is supposedly the last season. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's it ended pretty strong with all that. So, all right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's one of the, one of the gripes that Millie Bobby Brown came out this week, I guess, in the interview and, and was basically saying that the Duffer brothers are sensitive Sally's. And they won't kill anybody. And, I mean, she's got a point. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why Hopper needed to come back. I mean, especially yeah, with I what mean. they had him do this season, right? I mean. <laughs> what he had to go through. So, it's like, you know, Hopper didn't die. Um, Papa didn't die, right? I mean, Papa, like, I mean, finally he died this season. Right. We're in season does. four. We're in season four. What? Like, why did they even bring him back? Like, he, well, you thought he died in season one. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, they don't, there's no reason why Jonathan should still be alive. He, uh, he is, he is the drabest character in the whole show. Like he does nothing. Who's Jonathan? Um, Jonathan's Will's older brother. Oh, okay. I, I kept saying Mike. Yeah. Yeah. He's horrible. <clears throat> he's horrible. Mike looks uh, freakish. Yeah. Like right. the, he is, he is. <laughs> We're worried about him. Yeah, like it's that. I think I said it last episode. You know, cute kid, ugly adult. Like he is. <laughs> it's rough. It's and with that haircut, it's really tough to even look at him on the screen. He right. looks awful. And so it's like you know, Mike kind of was kind of relegated. I'm wondering if you know, he's sought highly sought after, right? Because I guess he was doing you know, because he was. He's I'm sure there was. Uh, he's in Ghostbusters, right? And then some other films. A Hopper sought after. So I wonder how much of this was, well, we'll film Hopper separately than everybody else. We'll film Mike separately than everybody else. Yeah, maybe. And then the court and Millie Bobby Brown. So we can, we can, especially since they got into delays because of COVID. So like to get the shooting schedule, right. But man, they should have, when they, when they, when it got all dicey like this, they should have said, you know what? Yeah. Just leave Hopper dead. Yeah. You know, or or bring him back bring him at the back. end of this yeah, season. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but it was very uh, the first chunk of this season was really really good. I almost wish they had ended it with the reveal of who Vecna was. Mm. You know that Vecna yeah. was number one, and that'd have been it. Yeah. Uh, like the you've got whether or not um, Max is dead. Right. Right. And what you did with Max, you've got Eddie. Maybe everybody thinks Eddie's dead, but there's a theory out right now that seems almost too spot on for it not to be true unless they just they just do it uh, because they're afraid somebody's it's been spoiled at this point. But, you know, we've got they added Argyle this season. They added Eddie this season. They added uh, the guy that's off running around with um, Hopper. The right. Russian prison guard. Yeah. <laughs> and not, you know, Eddie, yeah, may be, Eddie may be dead, but it's like, how many more people can you add to this thing? And why the hell, you know Argyle's going to be in it next season. 
But it's like, why? His parents, he lives in California. Why is he just suddenly in, <laughs> in, in Hawkins? You know right. he'll still be there. Right. So it's it's so bizarre, it is. like some of the stuff they did. And, and and her point of, yeah, they need to start killing people is dead on. But it's not like if they if they wholesale slaughter them now, it's going to be weird. They should have just let people die. Have it onesie twosie slowly. Yeah, and, and not, keep the and main not core. Backfilled. I mean, again, yeah. yeah, have the yeah whatever, but yeah, keep the main core, and then maybe that maybe that, again, who knows? But you know, it's just well, it mean, seems odd. I mean, the reason you cannot keep. I mean, I understand why they have killed anybody. I mean, it changes the whole dynamic. The whole dynamic of the show. If you start killing some of these teenagers, I mean, then. Then you've got to deal with oh well then they've got to deal with each other's deaths and stuff so I mean I mean right now if they just fucking never die then yeah. you don't have to deal with you know well, someone dying I mean you know I mean and they don't yes. even they don't even have to kill people off but you could kind of write people off again your cast is so big now that there's too many characters to keep up with you know to make them interesting enough otherwise just like. Mike and and Will they get sidelined, which they were the stars of the first season, and now they're just nobodies now, and almost well, L as well. Here's the thing: like, kill them or not, write them off or not. If you did kill them, and it's like, okay, now they've got to deal with the loss of these people. Okay, that explains why there's a a, a time jump. It's like, okay, all right, you know, Jonathan yeah. died. We get to deal with that, and we're yeah, going to pick up the story later. eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two years later, fourteen months later, whatever. And then that explains why Mike is now six foot three <laughs> instead of four foot, you know, four foot nine. So, uh, yeah, then you can also have some time elapse. That's you know, this whole thing. We're still within a two-year time frame of this starting and where we're at right now. Right, because that's why I was surprised that Nancy's still in high school or whatever. She's like, I'm still working on the yearbook. I mean, why couldn't she just go to <laughs> Couldn't she just go to Hawkins Community College and still be in Hawkins? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, it's very strange. Right. Right, and strange then I, I posted this. Strange Did you get things. strange things? I posted this, and and this is what I was alluding to with Eddie. Sorry, that what's that? Uh, Eddie, you know, now they're saying, well, Eddie's probably going to be back. And I, and honestly, I can see, I think two things are going to happen in the next season. Uh, one of two things or both. They said that Max is brain dead. That's why when Elle went in to the black, you know, and tried to connect with her, she, yeah, she wasn't but, there. But she'll be back. I mean, well, well, what's the, the purpose of even bringing her to life if she's just going to be brain dead? I mean, that's kind of dumb. Well, do you want to hear my theory or just rant? <laughs> yeah, just you know, rant. Pod Man, he loves a good rant. <laughs> so my thought there is she's a, a, an, an empty husk laying there in a bed that Vecna could possess. Mm. Okay. Right. And so that's how Vecna comes into our world as Max. Okay. So you can have the, the actress back, but you know, playing a different character. Um, uh, Eddie... The rumor going around now is, and all this stuff has always been heavily steeped in D and D lore, right? Going back to the Demogorgon and and all that stuff, right? Well, uh, some people posted earlier that Vecna has a, a like a uh, um, a lieutenant that in D and D named Cass. Cass is a vampire. 
that reports to Vecna, and they're saying that next season Eddie could come back as Cass. Okay. Because how was Eddie killed? I don't Ow. know. I don't know. <laughs> he was attacked by bats. Oh, okay. So he could come back as as an undead, you know, zombie, but they yep. could name him Kaz because of a vampire, the vampire sort of connection. Gotcha. So that's the other, uh, um, the other thing potentially that, and, and, and honestly with the fact that they don't kill anybody. And if anybody, if anybody pops at all and everybody likes Eddie, uh, if anybody pops at all, they just bring him back. So there's a probably a good <laughs> likelihood that, uh, that not only Eddie's death didn't even stick this, stick this, stick this time, this time, time. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, honestly, when I, get, I mean, I, I will. I mean, Brad, we went to peep the school with people like Eddie. I yeah, mean, no, you know, that, those type of hairstyles we went to school with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was absolutely. I liked him a lot. I thought that was a cool character, and the guy who played him did a fantastic job with it. So, you know, it bummed me out when he did die. So. But you yeah. knew he had to die because the whole murder plot for him, like yeah, they, there was no way to, there was no way he was coming back. Actually, so. I didn't think he would, but you know, I, I didn't see that one coming. It was, I didn't see that one <laughs> is Vecna a real D and D character from like the the Monster Manual, Brian? Do you know? Yeah, he yeah. Okay. Uh, Vecna's in the Monster Manual. Okay. In fact, Jacob's got the Monster Manual. He's got like the three. I thought of. See, I never knew that that was actually a uh, you know a thing. Oh, it's a like, thing. Fucking nerds. I know, fucking nerds. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I thought it was good, but uh, a little bit of a letdown. They the big cliffhanger now. That again, how are they going to do the time jump here? Unless they, oh fuck! Uh, oh sorry. gosh, Podman Ron dropped his uh, phone in his uh, phone. coffee. I did, sorry. Um, yeah. So the the end of the world or the end of Hawkins, the end of. Uh, uh, Buffy Summers, uh, the Hellmouth opened mm-hmm. up, and they're standing there at the end. Everybody mainly is together, but not really, right? Because even Dustin wasn't there. Again, kind of weird that they didn't even bring everybody there in the, phys- the same physical place at the end. They're looking over the, the landscape, and all hell's breaking loose everywhere. So now, what's going to happen? Are they going to have a, another, in real life, a two-year job? <laughs> And the kids are going to be eight feet tall. Yeah, I mean, what are they yeah. going to do here? Yeah, if they if they do a time jump, then it's going to be a little. This this crater's been open in right. Hawkins for two years, and the like government hasn't quarantined it. Yeah, post apocalyptic. You know, no, I, I mean they they said they're they said they're going to do a time jump. I mean, so I think they will do that. I think they will have a you know the government's going to come in and quarantine the town and do all that good stuff going on with it. I think there's going to be a lot to that, but I, I do think, I mean, they did come out and say that there will be a time jump. So I don't know how long the time jump's going to be, but, yeah. and I'm fine with that. I mean, it, there needs to be a time jump. I mean, there should have been time jumps preceding this though. Yeah, that, you're, that's my you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. yeah this absolutely. is the time not to jump. Yeah. Yeah. This is the time. It doesn't make sense to jump. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, so hey, yeah, go ahead. I feel like I feel like the like I said a second ago, the I wish it had ended with episode six or whatever. Considering we we came back to four and a half hours between the last right, two episodes, right. and 
nothing really. Ha- I mean, yes, they fought and everything, but it's like, whoa, why did that need to be four and a half hours worth of worth of storyline? Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess you know the getting L out of the facility. Okay, the two and a half hour finale where she's just in a bathtub and and you know they're they're getting their ass handed to them in the in the upside down. Right. It it a lot of that to the last episode dragged. So. Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, it really did. That last episode did drag a lot. But yeah, that's, anyway. I I, uh, I enjoyed the season much better. Uh, at the first, not half, but the first, you know, chunk of it, release yeah. of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a little bit of a struggle for me to to get through. All right. Well, sp- hey, speaking well, of, and, and especially considering they didn't kill Vecna. Yeah. Right. So, so if, if you were going to kill Vecna at this end of this season, why did we even bother coming back? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You might want to shoot the guy in the head too. I mean, I kept going. Why aren't she shooting him in the head? I mean. You're shooting them in the body. You're shooting them everywhere. But go for I mean, the head. Go for, that, go for that fucking head shot. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to Thor in a little bit. Thor should have went for that. Shotguns are unreliable. There They're you go. not if you fucking shoot them in the fucking head. If you aim it. I mean, the guy was like right there at him. I mean, goddamn. Well, hey, talking uh, about unreliable, Obi Wan and Bodman Ryan's having a problem here. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. All right, Obi-Wan. Let's talk about Obi-Wan and how unreliable Obi-Wan is. Uh, At first, I thought this was going to be the best Star Wars TV show ever. Ewan McGregor, uh, everybody loves him. Uh, The character, I think they've kind of made Obi-Wan a a more interesting character over the years, obviously, from just A New Hope. Uh, But they kind of, you know, he had a story and he was likable and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then he gets his own TV show, and they kind of don't do anything with him. Everything that kind of made him cool in Clone Wars, whether it's the animated stuff or whatever, where he was a great leader and commander of the clone army and heroic and all that stuff, and eh, not so much now. He seems to have he seemed to have lost his power somewhat inexplicably, unless maybe they did explain it. Uh, but. So that's the bad. The good is he interacted with young Leia. Didn't not so much with young Luke. Uh, it was just okay. I was I was the first episode. I thought it was going to be this is going to be really good, and then it just, as with all Star Wars, kind of continually you really, let you really me down. Took, you really took that from the first episode. I thought yeah, because again, I like the character. I thought that the character like you and McGregor had built this character from nothing. You know, from Alec Guinness, who you know. Was just crazy old wizard, right? Didn't do anything. Alec Guinness didn't the, like hated playing in the movie, right? So, exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah, it, he was phoning it in, right? So yeah, I mean, uh, Ewan McGregor is the actual Obi Wan. I mean, he's the one that actually, like you said, put put his heart and kind of soul into it and created this character out of the nothing that just Alec name. Guinness yeah. put out there. But um, What's interesting with that, well, essentially what they did was the Boba Fett treatment. Right. It's like right. nobody nobody watched what Obi-Wan was before this show. Exactly. Nobody watched. Everything you liked about Boba Fett was completely missing from the Boba Fett, Boba Fett TV show. Everything you liked about Obi-Wan was completely missing from the Obi-Wan TV show. It's like they don't watch the source material at all. Right. So bizarre. It's... Yeah. Was, go ahead, Podman Ron. I was going to say, here's my take on the whole thing. I, 
honestly, watching this show just kind of proves why Star Trek is better than Star Wars. Ooh, because wow. Star Wars is a bunch of fucking pussies. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Jedi. The I mean, my God. I mean, there is nothing heroic about them at all. I mean, here is the one person you could have probably said at the end of Revenge of the Sith might have been heroic, because like Brian said, or you said, I don't know which one, that, you know, in the Clone Wars, he was this great hero and all that. So at the end of, General you know, yeah, I mean, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he kind of goes to watch after Luke, and you would think, Watch after Luke. What what's he watching after Luke for? Because obviously he's not kept up with his Jedi training. So if they came and got Luke, what the <laughs> fuck is he gonna do? Because he's a big pussy. I mean, he's a big coward. I he's mean, been stuffing that time, meat. I mean, every time they showed him, it looked like he was like scared of his own shadow. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous the way they portrayed him. It, it was ridiculous, like. You know, he's cowering in the corner. You know, poor Uncle Owen is about to fucking be massacred. And fucking Obi-Wan is cowering in the saving corner. Saving his ass. Saving his own ass. I mean, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, how far? I mean, I know there's the pussification of America right now. But my God. All right, I mean, here we go. What the fuck It's a reflection. We haven't even gotten right to the boys is. yet. I mean, what the fuck is going on with Obi-Wan is hiding in the corner and we're just going to let him, oh, Uncle Owen's going to have to fucking die because, you know, I got to save my own ass. I mean, it, this was, that part was terrible. I mean, the, the way they, uh, the characterization of Obi-Wan was pathetic. I, too, I mean, it was sad. Now, towards the end of this show, the, the fight, between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, of course, that was the big thing. And it, and it played out, and it was great. I mean, that part was fantastic. But to get to that part was just fucking... I, yeah. I don't know why we had to go through all that bullshit with Leia and the fucking third sister bullshit and all the other sad shit that we saw. The <laughs> sad inquisitors. You know, they could have toned this down to about two episodes with just Darth and uh, just have Obi Wan and Darth Vader fight. That's all we wanted That's to see. It. That was the, that was the best part of the whole show, and it's not only because they were fighting; it was the characterization of, you know, both of those characters and how they interacted from where we last left them. You know, this all I said. This was a great sequel to the prequels. It was okay. not so much. A, it was not so much a good prequel to star wars because it made no sense why you know you know vader and obi-wan didn't fight like this in star wars other than the fact that you know i mean that was supposed to be a one and done movie back then right but i mean i could forgive that but it was a great sequel to revenge of the the sith and uh i can go with where they left off but why in the fuck do they portray all the Jedi's as a bunch of fucking pussies? I mean, Luke, Luke went away and became a pussy. Went away, became a pussy. Yoda, Yoda, yeah, became a pussy. Vader's the only one that got stronger when he got out of that mess. I, I know. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. I, why, why don't we even have a Jedi? Wait, can I we mean, pause a second? Are we saying that a put pussies are bad things? 
Yes. In this in in this uh, universe, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Are you becoming like a woke on me? He just woke up, Podman <laughs> Ron. You woke him up. So, I, I Brian, took this whole conversation differently. <laughs> I didn't realize that he was he was putting pussies in a negative connotation. Yes, I think he well, was. I mean, slightly negative. Slightly negative. So again, we've said I this don't before. Even know what to call him now anymore. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's fine. Less heroic than I would have expected. I think Thank that's you, that's probably a better. Uh, but still wow. living, but still Coward is a perfectly viable <laughs> but still living their own life. word. Yeah. Yella. Nope, nope, nope. Can't say yella. <laughs> nope. Coward. Okay. Uh, Coward's so the word. We've said that before that the Jedi are a cowardly lot. I'm ready to check out. Uh, but again, I kept going back to again the General Kenobi, and probably I guess, and you know, he had more work to do in the uh, Clone Wars, the animated series, and stuff like that. But General Kenobi was a very heroic figure, yeah. <laughs> and pivotal figure. And again, you would think that you know Yoda saying, "Hey, I need you to go to the desert planet and look after a little boy and, and peekaboo with this little boy." Keep your distance, but just watch him constantly. I'd be it like, "It is weird." Okay, you know, <laughs> that, one thing where, that one thing where he's watching him with his binoculars, with one hand and oh, his, pants, his hand out his pants with the other, was weird. But that was hey, that's okay. <laughs> that's not coward. Stranger danger. Uh, so really, what was he going to do? He, he wasn't like he didn't, he, he couldn't use the force anymore. He was a fucking sad sack so, eating fucking stealing meat. So well, he wasn't even watching Luke all the time. So what the no, fuck he was stuffing meat. Brian, did they, Brian, did they tell you why uh, he seemed to have lost his powers until Leia fall no. and fell off the roof? And so you were just assuming that he was just kind of out of shape, right? It was Jedi malaise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's depressed, just like Peter Parker. He's depressed. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, what, what, but there's all sorts of problems with that because why is one? The, uh, think about how how chauvinistic it is. That there's two of them, right? Right. There's a there's there's twins, boy and a girl. You know, go protect the boy because he's got a destiny. Right. The girl, maybe she'll marry somebody that's important. <laughs> but go protect. Maybe she'll the boy. marry a rich guy. <laughs> so it's very whoa, very. Whoa, 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 whoa! But 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 okay, you got point. <laughs> All right, so there's that. Then two, uh, and this goes back to the whole Captain Cody thing. When he just booked it off of Tatooine, he's like, oh, well. Yeah, I, I got to go after yourself, this one. Luke. Yeah. So it's, uh, that was one of the things they said was in the early sort of drafts of this, when he left, there was going to be, Cody was watching over Luke while, so that he could be freed that up to go yeah. rescue Leia instead of just disappearing. And then when Leia, who Leia is the one, that had the threat, he just drops her back off with, uh, you know, with uh, um, the, the Organas yeah. <laughs> and, and goes back to the, goes back to the sand planet. So she's the one that, that was outed in all this and he still doesn't watch over her. Well, what's very uh, odd. <laughs> I kept thinking about the uh, Sheena Easton song. My baby takes the morning train every time he goes to work. <laughs> <laughs> My baby Carve up the meat. Yeah, he carves up the meat, brings it home to his little fucking go giraffe, to where the fuck Yeah, giraffe horse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I, so I let, kept thinking of that. I let's, mean, this, God. let's talk uh, a little bit I, about Vader. Uh, Vader. Well, hold on. Can I give a little a yes. little observation as well? Sure. Like, uh, uh, what kind of uh, putts 
must must Qui-Gon feel like? Everybody in this series got stabbed in the stomach and they all lived. <laughs> all of them lived. Well, fucking Darth Maul got cut in half and he still lived. He somehow yeah, got Darth Maul cut in half, lived. Third sister, stabbed in the gut, fine. She 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 got up, walked away, got on a plane, got on a, got, a star got, cruiser, got there before Obi Wan did. Got there before Obi Wan did. Driving. Yeah, she was fine. Took on Baru, took on Owen, chased <laughs> chased Luke through you know like a like a a, a, a cavern. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so totally fine. The uh, um the Grand Inquisitor stabbed in the stomach in the first episode. Like when they fall, I mean, this is this is a plasma hot lightsaber, right? I mean, if you stab somebody with it and they fall, you probably cut through the rest of them, right? As they fell, right? Unless you immediately switched it off. Like, how did how did either of them survive that? Ah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Qui Gon's Qui Gon shows up he, like son of a bitch. Well, I heard he got a staff infection. <laughs> <laughs> He's got infected and just died. Yeah, that's probably up. Yeah, and you know what? Let's still talk about the third sister. She's a horrible actress. I'm sorry. She's terrible. I mean, I, I thought she was fine for what she, again, for uh, what she did, which was not a was whole a lot, lot in the first. Thing that was the, well, so her plan was, which makes no goddamn sense. And that, that's not her. That's not the actress's fault. That's the writer's fault. So her plan is. To lull Obi Wan so she could lull Darth Vader. Lure. So she could, yeah, that too. She, he's lulling. <laughs> he's lulling me with his explanation. <laughs> <laughs> his explanation uh, well, is doing a little lulling of its own. The run has kicked in. So, anyway, just you, now, <laughs> how does that happen? What kicked in? <laughs> is this going for a second round of kicking in? Yeah, what was the rum chasing? I don't know, but he said he was going to bust one out or something at the beginning. This is it. So, so you get you, you're trying to draw draw Obi Wan to get Darth Vader to come, so you could kill Darth Vader, but you could have killed Darth Vader to begin with because you're standing there with him. So that made no fucking sense. I mean that that was the stupidest fucking. I mean, yeah. she's in. I mean, it makes no sense. Well, the idea would be if she could get Obi Wan and Darth Vader fighting each other, and then she turns and uses that advantage to take down Vader. Okay, but she never took yeah. pressed no. that advantage. No. She 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 waited until she was one on one with Vader, and it was a fair fight to try and fight him. Right. Yeah, and, then and Darth Vader did his, uh, you know, bust the moves where he was like. Can't touch this. Nah, 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 nah. I don't nah. remember that part. But nah, again, do you remember it? he kept like, Ron, do you remember it? he kept like moving it where he where the lightsaber wouldn't touch him? Yeah. You mean dodging? <laughs> I don't remember him wearing hammer pants or anything. Or... You mean he was doing something like dodging? Yeah, dodging. <laughs> I don't remember his hands on his hip and him doing the crab, <laughs> the crab dance <laughs> left and right. Yeah. Well, they should have played that song. That would be good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the the thing that got me with the uh, the whatever her name was, the character. Stop. Vader time. <laughs> Vader time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is that again you can't just have a bad a bad guy i mean you know she had to go on a redemption path she had to turn good again at the end before she you know whatever know. so it's well, like again I mean, let's just have bad guys bad guy. let's just right, have bad guys exactly. all right so <laughs> vader and his uh hammer time dance um Again, Vader, I guess, looked cool. He moved. He had the moves. <laughs> he had the moves. Uh, but again, still wasn't given. I would have liked to have seen Vader a little bit more, and maybe even have a, again, more of a build up. I don't know. There, there was a build up between him and Obi Wan, but it still was just sort of like, I don't know. It, it didn't. Neither one of them felt threatened by the other, or something was missing they, there. Yeah, I think what they did was they wrote the finale. And, and or this was all supposed to be a movie, right? So they had this sequence for the for the climax of the movie, and they're like, "Oh, well, we'll make that an episode." But wait a minute, we don't have enough to do five other episodes, so I just make some shit up, yeah. and they made some shit up. Yeah. So it's they had they knew at the end of this season, the average viewer is only going to remember that finale. <laughs> nothing right. that came before it so it didn't matter what they put on the screen before it whether it made sense or not whether it was acting well or not yeah yeah it didn't matter but think about this like so obi-wan goes from where we saw at the end of episode three to this sad sack nine years later to uh, he's he's on the upswing again to where we're gonna find him at the end at, at, walk, at the walk. beginning of a new hope yeah Crazy so, old man wandering around desert caves. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. All right. Well, enough of that nonsense, I think. Uh, let's move over to the boys. Cause I do, I've do. i not seen Thor Love and Thunder, so I want to hear your opinions of it so I can know whether to actually see it or wait. Uh, but before we get into that, the boys' final uh, finale happened just this past week as we're recording. Uh, any thoughts on the boys? It, this is another uh, sign of the times. As uh, as everybody is saying that there's some uh, uh, allegories or analogies or comparisons that could be written towards certain uh, modern day heroes, as they say, uh, and certainly Homelander is kind of seemingly going off the rocker here. Well, he's, he's been off the rocker, rocker since fucking season one, dude. Well, no, the difference is now <clears throat> he's. He doesn't care, and the more nuttier he gets, the more kind of like a fringe group accepts him uh, and, yeah. and encourages and encourages. <laughs> now, Bloodman Ron gets the one we're handing out. The fact that he could actually kill somebody in the middle of a crowded area and then they cheer him on. I would be right there cheering. I mean, I'd be like, good deal. <laughs> that fucker needed to die. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so it's interesting. It's interesting what they're doing. With it's that interesting. Character. They don't mind ripping stuff from headlines. You know, they did the whole. They made fun of um, Val, uh, Gal Gadot's um, "Imagine All the People." Funny. Right? They made fun of that. Uh, where, where, but the boys is the strongest now is when they when they don't do the goofy, you know, weird superpower stunts. You know, the first episode we saw the whole thing with like they, you know, I don't know what his name was, but the Adam was ran up that guy's you know, perineum, right? And then he accidentally sneezed and, and enlarged and, and killed the guy, you know. And so you that was like, ugh, that, 
but then you get to like the finale of this season and, and the show I've read the books and the show is better than the source material. I was about to say, how, how much is the close to the source material at this point? We're, the we're, show? we're pretty far off the source material. Yeah, like it probably was to, for them to come back to what, what the way the boys actually ends they can't. There's no way they can because Butcher's had this whole arc, this redemption arc with him and Lenny and everything. And in the books, Butcher goes unbelievably dark. Like, I, he kills everybody. Uh, he kills everybody but Huey. Yeah. Right? And so he kills Frenchie. He kills Mother's Milk. You know, he kills Amiko in the comic. And uh, bec- all, all because it, it, he's... It, Anything that deviates him from killing Homelander, okay. right, it, it, it doesn't matter to him. So he, he uses them, kills them outright, and it's down to Huey uh, to take Butcher out. But, and I don't see them ever getting that. Yeah, I don't see yeah. them ever going that, that route. Well, they had their chance. Um, <laughs> they had their times, chance, yeah. right? They had their chance. But the fact that Homelander where it flipped, where it was like Soldier Boy was going to kill Homelander. He was going to give him what he wanted, but Ryan was was would have been collateral damage, right? Right. And then Homelander and Butcher had to fight together. Right. And I was like, that's that's fantastic. I mean, that's so that's so much better. You know, it's like I was wondering how do we get out of this season because they were on such a collision course with each other. Right. Right. The whole time, and then that explained well. Well, that's how Homelander's going to live to to fight another day. Is is and now you get to see the whole thing with Ryan uh, becoming this, yeah. you know, uh, his dark Superboy, right? Right. Uh, very very cool. I I really dug the way the season ended. So, Podman Ron, any thoughts on the boys this season? Oh yeah, I mean it was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, actually, I mean I'm, I'm gonna miss it again. One of the reasons I hate these shows so bad is they're so know, good. Not well, they're Come they're good. Go. They're like nine seasons. I mean, <clears throat> nine se- nine episodes, and you know you got to wait a year or two before a season comes out. And um, yeah, this this episode was uh, this season was really really good. I mean, I will say towards the end it was getting a little drawn out a little bit. Um, but like the introduction of the son and the way his son is, you know, turning on him, turning on everybody, and is becoming another little, little asshole like Homelander. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I will say of uh, of all the the shows that we just mentioned, this one was definitely the one where I kind of looked forward to it. <laughs> like, like, oh, a new episode. This is great. I can watch a new episode now. Yeah, uh, yeah and I think you're right, Brian. I mean the. The thing that was funny in a, I guess, a disappointing way or whatever is all the hype that was over the Hero Gasm episode. And it was yeah. sort of like, well, that was not, re- I mean, even from a, uh, uh, whatever, like, controversy standpoint, it's like, well, it didn't seem like it was that controversial, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess of, if it you went, like it was like, kind of tame. I don't know. If you freeze frame second by second, I guess there was stuff happening in the background, but it did, that wasn't interesting to me. Right. So right. it's. You know, it just it uh, the it was again just kind of like a stunt. It was like a stunt, like the first that opening sequence of the season was just a stunt. And it's like you know the stories are so much deeper and so much better when they get away from that stuff. 
like the things with Maeve all season. The Maeve stuff was great. Yeah. You know, um, I, what all, what all happened great. with <laughs> and Deep uh, Deep and A-Train, or the fact that they were trying, the, the early part of the season, they were trying to create these sort of like backdoor alliances and Homelander knew the whole time. Right. You know, uh, when uh, one of the other big deviations is you find out um, that Black Noir is kind of like Bizarro Homelander. Oh. He was like an early version of Homelander that they screwed up, and and so he that's why he can't talk. And when they pull his head, pull his mask off, mask off, he looks like like he's like a deformed uh, like a diversion of Homelander. Oh, okay. Wait, so, I thought, no, I thought he was he was damaged during uh, all that shit with the uh, Soldier Boy. No, that in the TV show, yes, in the comic book. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, 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 that's another big thing they deviated from, or the fact that you know uh, Black Noir's already off the table, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Black Noir was there towards the end. Black Noir was always like the Batman. Hmm. So, and the fact that he's he's off the table, a lot of the stuff they're doing with, uh, you know, Homelander becoming more savage and people like cheering him on. You know that 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 like alt right sort of mentality, uh, that wasn't in the book, but it fits. Yeah, yeah. In the show, so it's yeah, very very good show. The, I almost wish they would really pull back on some of the the yeah. vulgarity stuff because that's the reason why more people aren't watching this. Yeah, is is if you're like, hey, you got to check out this show. How, how can I tell? You know, uh, somebody, uh, uh, an acquaintance, a co worker. Hey, you go watch the boys, and they turn it on, and it's it's the Adam running up some dude's perineum. <laughs> right? I mean, like, like, how do you, how do you, yeah, like, I'm calling HR. So it's like, <laughs> I wish, I wish they would abandon a lot of that stuff and get to more just the drama piece of it with some comedy, right? But, but the primarily, but leave the vulgarity stuff out, yeah. you know? It's it's not that kind of show anymore, and it doesn't need to be that kind of show anymore. All so, right, look at that. Brian's saying, dial down the violence and the, the stunt well, violence. not the violence. The stunt the violence. violence. I guess. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So. All right. But still enjoyable. Very, very good season. All right. Uh, you want to head to the movies? Well, I've got a... About, uh-oh. I got, can I do it? All, all our shows? What was the... Uh... That was we cover all the shows. We did, except for one that Brian's about to bring up. Your favorite show. What? Bosh. So oh, can we do a quick? What you what you looking at? <laughs> you want to do that before the movies? Yeah, let's do it before the movie because that way we'll we'll stick the landing on. The... What you looking at? All right. So I looked at and finished watching uh, season one of Bosch Legacy. <laughs> oh Lord. And oh, then tra- yeah. and then transitioned into the Lincoln Lawyer. Wow! For uh, for yeah. all our listeners, you were steep in it. Man, I I'm, haven't watched any of Bosch Legacy. You gotta, I'm, uh, we gotta wait. Don't spoil it, please, it. Brian. I'm not gonna really spoil much. The uh, uh, Bosch Legacy, it's as absurd as ever. <laughs> um, all the storylines come together at the end, like they have on all the other seasons. So when you get to the last three episodes, it gets pretty okay. 
But prior to that, the five episodes before that are just a a slog to get through. Lots of of boshisms and and <laughs> boshisms. <laughs> lots of uh, uh, Maddie making compl- incredibly oh, bad Maddie. life choices. The uh, time I wanted a cop to get killed is Maddie. <laughs> Honey Chandler mean mugging. You know, uh, so it's weird. We've said this before. They took the Bosch TV show on Amazon Prime, took the three least <laughs> likable characters by far, by far the least likable characters, and pulled them out and made a whole show around them. <laughs> uh, like Maddie does stupid shit the whole time. Honey Chandler uh, is is PTSD the whole time from getting shot in the last season. And yeah. Bosch is just as obnoxious as ever. <laughs> Terrible! So, oh my god, he's uh, so awful. But uh, but yeah, so I finished. But in uh, in its defense, the last three episodes. And this is how it's weird. But this is the way Smallville was back in the day. <clears throat> Smallville would always have these just eye roll, groan worthy episodes, and then you'd get to the mid season finale, and it kicked ass. And then you'd, you'd come back from, you know, Christmas hiatus or whatever, and then it'd be, oh, God. You know, you'd have one episode where they wrapped up what happened in the midseason. Then it'd go back into those serialized episode of the weeks where it was, you know, uh, just some, you know, monster of the week nonsense. <laughs> and then you'd get to the, uh, you know, the uh, the penultimate episode or the finale for the season. It was really, really good again. And they made, you know, they made 10 seasons out of that on Smallville. Wow. Smallville, you could literally go and watch, like, uh, 20 episodes of the whole 10, you know, of, of the whole 240 and have the best stories and never have to watch anything else. That's, that's the formula that Bosch has. It's, it's as soon as you want to quit it. And as soon as you're like, I can't take any more of this, then stuff actually starts to happen and, and play out. So uh, yeah, the last three episodes are worth the watch. You kind of, if you don't want to watch all of Bosch legacy, Watch episode one and then the last three because you're going to see all the setup and then you'll see how it all comes together at the end and then skip about three episodes in the middle. So, but uh, yeah, so Bosch Legacy, what pushed me into the Lincoln Lawyer was uh, Lincoln Lawyer's on Netflix. Bosch Legacy is on uh, Freevee or Amazon Prime. Freevee is the free version of Amazon Prime, kind of like their Tubi. Well, uh, in episode, the third to last episode, it starts with a flashback of Bosch going to this house. <laughs> and it's Bosch as right after he got out of the military, so he's like early 20s. Oh. And he goes up to this house, he starts talking to this guy, and you realize, oh, wait, that's his dad. So he finally found his dad, right? <laughs> and I forget what they're talking about. Basically, you know, He's, he's mean mugging his dad about, you know, his mom being a prostitute and getting murdered or whatever. Whose fault so, is that? Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you see a kid in the driveway playing basketball. A kid that, so Bosch is like 23 or so. This kid in the driveway is like 10 or 12, right? Well, that's Mickey, right? Now, they don't call um, the dad anything but father. Like, well, even if you put on the, the closed captioning, it just says father. It doesn't say what his name is. And I'm like, shit, that's where they're going to connect Lincoln Lawyer, right? 
So I'm like, I, let's jump in Lincoln Lawyer because I want to see if this kid, uh, if they reference the dad and it's the same actor. Well, they reference the dad. They never say how he died, but he's dead. And the kid, or uh, Mickey Gall, who is the Lincoln Lawyer, is Hispanic. <laughs> which uh, he wasn't in the movie. I don't think he is in the book. And uh, and the kid and dad in what appeared in Bosch weren't. So I'm guessing we're never going to get a connection no between connection. the two, which is so absurd. It's like if you have two shows that have a connection and you're trying to drive viewership, why wouldn't you do right. some sort of crossover? Especially if you didn't ha- – all you had to do was just cast the same actor as the dad. That's the you yeah, only called I mean, him- that's not much to do. Yeah, that's yeah. You only called him father in this one episode. So if you go in the other episode and you say it's, and then later on you do see a flashback of Mickey with his dad and it's a completely different actor, completely different build, completely. I mean, it's not, so there's, they, it's, it's twofold. It's like, why would they go to the trouble of showing uh, Bosch's dad and young Mickey, if they're going to completely, do something entirely different, cast completely different uh, for the Lincoln Lawyer TV show uh, that aired six weeks after <laughs> this episode of Bosch. It's so bizarre. And and Michael Connolly's a producer on both. So that's Bosch for you. Very odd. Very, very odd um, choices. Uh, considering that they're both lawyers in LA, you'd think you'd see some, some reference to honey Chandler. You don't, um, or a reference to Mickey Gall in Bosch. You don't. So (laughs) very, very odd. And, and the guy that they, have you guys seen the Lincoln lawyer movie? Mm -mm. I did. I I I like it. I like it. Yeah. Lincoln lawyer movie is very good because you got Matthew McConaughey playing the Lincoln lawyer and he's cocky. He's right. cocky, you know. This guy that they got playing him is a sad sack. He's 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 there's no flash to him. He's not a hustler. He just kind of he's playing a paint by numbers lawyer in a lawyer TV show. Huh. So which the whole thing with Lincoln Lawyer was he was he was like Better Call Saul, like he was. He was taking court. He'd have to be in this court at 10 a.m. and that court at 1 p.m. and that court at 3:30. That's why he worked. They called him Lincoln Lawyer because he worked from the back of his Lincoln. He didn't even have an office. Guess what he's got in this show? An office. How often <laughs> is he in the in the Lincoln? Not very often. <laughs> Don't need to drive anywhere. Uh, yeah, it's it's really bizarre. The this show, um, and they cast his investigator. Is you need to see it just for the investigator. The investigator, the guy they cast, I can't, I can't believe he has any sort of acting uh, uh, background whatsoever. He looks like a biker. He sounds like a biker. He's got this gruff, monotone voice, and he's dating Mickey's ex-wife, who she's attractive. And this guy looks literally like he should be on a prison, you know, in a prison yard very weird like the casting of mickey was super weird the the actors just as boring as you can possibly get uh the characterization's weird 
And then, I don't know. And then they didn't even bother to try and connect it to Bosch. So. I don't think you've uh, won Parman run over to the Bosch cast there, uh, Brian. No. No, Put a I fork don't in watch it. Bosch. I watch it because, you know, I mean, what it's the fuck? Bosch. Why not? Come on. It's come Bosch. On. I mean, come on. But uh-huh. I, will, I will not watch Lincoln Lawyer. I, no, I like the movie, and that was a good movie, but I could tell the TV show was going to be shit, so. And now you've just confirmed it. So. Confirmed it's a shit show, Brian. We ruined uh, another show. It. Yep. I uh, we should have stopped. I just kept watching, thinking, oh, they'll, they'll tie this into Bosch at some, on some level. Nope. <laughs> they didn't. I was like, he'll get his mojo back. He didn't. Like, it's just, it's just bad. Considering the, the source material and the film that we had, you know, eight years ago or whatever was so good. So, yeah. All right. Well, there you there's, there's your, your Bosch cast for you. Um, Bosch cast. All right. Let's go to the big one here. Let's go to the movies. You know, I was thinking about Thor Love and Thunder, and this is the most successful solo Marvel franchise, I guess, right? This is the fourth movie there's never there was no iron man thor there was no captain america thor four did i say iron man thor iron man Freudian slip. uh no cap four or, or no hulk anywhere uh so yeah so this was this was the one to break them all to say wow who would have thought that thor would be the breakout character to have four solo movies out there uh but he did it um i had planned on going to see it this weekend but just never got around to it uh, and then after reading a few reviews and everything, I'm like, nah, maybe I can wait until it hits Disney Plus or wait to see what PMR and Brian think about it because Lord knows I trust their opinions of what makes a great movie more than anything else. So uh, who wants to start with Thor? PMR? I like it. It got sloppy there in the middle with Zeus and Russell Crowe. I, I thought they could have done a better job with casting that and that whole the whole God thing with Russell Crowe, and it kind of got a little messy in the middle there. Kind of got a little messy with you know how they got to the uh, whatever realm that they were trying to get to where the bad guy was. You know, you have to take. Stormbreaker has to guide them in a big ship with two goats pulling it, but once that's done, you know, then you can just, Stormbreaker can just transport them there and back without any of that. All that was kind of weird, and it was kind of, to me, kind of messy, but other than that, yeah, I, I thought the humor was great. I know a lot of people complained about the humor. I thought the... I thought Natalie Portman's stuff was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I, I was entertained the whole time. It wasn't too long. It, it was, uh, you know, I never felt myself getting bored with it. Good. Um, Chris, Chris Helmsworth was fantastic as usual. He's got, you know, the dude's got comedic <clears throat> timing. I mean, he's got really, I mean, I think he's a funny guy. I mean, you now whether that's good for a poor movie, it <laughs> can be but it's kind of funny how these movies have turned because, you know, the first two Thor movies were so right. serious and, you know, you know, Thor, you know, but, and then, you know, with the last one of Ragnarok and uh, 
took the, the comedic turn, and uh, this one is just kind of, you know, taking up the baton and ran with it. You know, the Guardians was great at the beginning with it, because they're, they're at the beginning, as we all thought they would be, and not in the, in the right. you know, probably the first 30 minutes, and that's it, and they take off, and I, they were pretty good in that, you know, I, I liked it, I you know, I'm I'm sure everybody likes to shit on it and stuff, but I, I enjoyed it. So there you okay. go. Well, there you go, Brian. Overall thoughts? <sighs> there was some missteps. Missteps. There was Brian. definitely some missteps. So the Guardians thing at the beginning, you could tell that was like, oh well, you know, the Guardians are coming back, and it's been a long time since we've had a Guardians movie, so. Make sure, make sure you put them in there somewhere. Well, I mean, but they had to because, I mean, he left with them. So right. it was kind of like, you know, I thought that was a cool kind of, he left with them. So it was kind of. Was it cool? Was it cool the fact that they were, they were completely ineffectual until Thor showed up and Thor single-handedly saved the day? Well, that was the part of, I mean, that was part of the story. It was like, that's why they were, that was. To me, that was funny because they were sick of this shit. They were sick of Thor. I mean, that was part of it. You know, he's supposed to be part of the team, but, yeah, he did everything, and they were sick of his ass. So when he finally was leaving them, they were like, yeah, okay. And he was, like, sending this big farewell, and they were like, here's your shit. Flying away. Go away. Uh, yeah, it was, that was pretty funny. I mean, I, I like that. I mean, and it kind of just kind of showed that, yeah, he's an egotistical asshole. He was too powerful for powerful for them to be on their team, and he was doing everything. So I don't know. I, I like that part of it. I mean, I, I like that transition, the way they did that. Well, that makes one of us. I've kept waiting for the opening sequence, like the first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, it plays out like an Old Spice commercial. Hmm. So that's what, the, it plays out like an Old Spice commercial. The, also, the level of absurdity uh, in the opening 10 minutes. There's one part where these two like jet bikes are coming at him and suddenly they stop and then it pans oh, yeah, back yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you realize he's doing a split and holding them back with his feet. He's doing a complete, you know, 180 degree John complete Van Damme. You know, split. John claude Van Damme split holding them back with his you feet. Yeah. And it's like, that was straight out of like an old spice commercial. Like I, I <laughs> I kept waiting for the, the, the little whistle, you know, <laughs> but, but, but it wasn't, they were playing it for comedic. Yes. I mean, it was, but it Brian's was, saying it, was, it missed though. It, <laughs> it missed. <laughs> he understands it was supposed to be funny. I don't know. Everybody laughed in the theater. I was in. So I, and I thought it was funny. So, I mean, well, there you go, Brian. Did right. anybody so, laugh? I don't remember. Here's <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they went and uh, Taika Waititi said that like there's a four hour cut of this movie somewhere Ugh. with all no, we'll never see it but with all these alternate takes on things and all these sort of gag sort of things uh, and essentially you know they just this was like there was parts where it's like you were watching a Looney Tunes movie <laughs> it was like that like absurd some of the stuff that was happening yeah the, and, and it, it it takes you out of it and it's like okay uh, if you wanted to make a comedy I, you know you can't make the fourth movie a comedy you know like you can have comedic aspects to it 
But the but you can't just completely change the genre and say you know it's this is the Naked Gun. You know it's it's very. <laughs> but they kind of did that. I, I mean, I this was worse than the uh, Ragnarok. Yes, worse than the yes. they tried too hard. Maybe Ragnarok. The the funny you know moments came between of the between the uh, uh, Tango and Cash sort of elements between Thor and and Hulk, right? Right. This is just, uh, there's these, these odd takes and, and these gags that more miss than land. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't agree with you on that. I mean, I get what you're saying. Because to me, the, the, it had tonal problems in, in, the, in the fact that, you know, we're, we're, sh- we're yucking it up here, but then you have Jane Foster dying here. So you have a total problem there. And I got that, but like, I thought most of the jokes and, and from the way the audience was responding was they landed pretty well. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, so Podman had a great crowd to watch this with. I mean, I had a great crowd to watch with it. Yeah. I mean, we, we thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, so there's one part, just Brad, to kind of encapsulate this, and, and PMR alluded to it, where they go to see uh, Zeus, okay. right? And uh, Zeus is the leader of Omnipotent City. Yeah. Omnipotent City. Right. Which has never been referenced before in any way, shape, or form. Like, And so all the deities live in Om- Omnipotent City. Right. Right, feels, which yeah, it's grown worthy. Then when they see Zeus, Zeus is trying to plan the fall orgy. Where are they going to have the fall orgy? And so, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, how? What kind of kids? Like, what? How many kids walked out of the theater? Because he says orgy like no less than like four times. And right, let's let's not forget in Ragnarok there was mention of an orgy too. And it, so this director here, we you know. Like Quentin Tarantino loves to put some bare feet in a movie, right? Right. <laughs> I think this is Tata Wakiki loves to put a good orgy in a movie. So he's wanting to get it out there. He wants he wants uh, the teens of America to understand. He wants them to go home and Google. What, what is that yeah, word? What is What's oh, an orgy? Oh. Thor so yeah, yeah. So they kept referencing that. Uh, Zeus's thunderbolt was just silly. Like it was. <laughs> It was completely oh PMR. You you admit was it this, like right? a plastic oh, thunderbolt? I, I, I don't. I told you I didn't like any of the Zeus stuff. I thought it was. I already. He did say it. that, Brian. Give him a breath. Yes, you're right. So it's literally just like a metal bolt of lightning, and and he no, can... it wasn't even a bolt of light. Yeah, it looked like a bolt. Of... It's a little metal piece. I mean, yeah, so... yeah. There was. It wasn't intimidating in any way, shape, or form. Like, if you saw this next to Mjolnir or Stormbreaker, you're like, that looks idiotic. Right. Like, it, it should have been, it could have been a spear that when he threw it, it turned into lightning or something. But no, it's like a like a metal lightning bolt, like a cartoon lightning bolt. Right. And he can break it and make it into knives and he can put it back together and he can throw it. Completely absurd. It was the, it, it, it looks so stupid. Like the, the lightning bolt. They, they spend so much time with Russell Crowe chewing scenery um, in that scene 
just so they can steal the lightning bolt. And that's supposed to be their big MacGuffin. That's what's going to get them. That's going to help them defeat Gore, the God Bucket, right? I was going to try to figure out how, why they, why they did that. So, okay. I'm with you now. They wanted Zeus to give him an army and he wouldn't. So they stole his lightning bolt. Gotcha. And then it looks like they kill him, right? They kill Zeus and they're all like, Oh wow. What a dick he was glad I killed him. Like, so there's that, that whole, there's that whole scene where it's like, these are supposed to be heroes. I mean, if you're a kid, like, wait, the heroes just murdered this guy cause he wouldn't help them and stole his weapon. Who was like, essentially Odin, right? Yeah. I mean, who was essentially Odin. So it's like Thor. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, then by the time all this stuff is done, it's like just a hop and a skip. There was no journey to where Gore was. It was like as soon as they got the lightning bolt, it's like, all right, let's go get it. It was like there was no – it was like they were they were in Omnipotent City, and then they were well, where Gore was, right? There was no, no fight to get there. It didn't explain why they needed the boat, right, other than just for visual effects or just so they had something they could, they could you know, stand around on while they, they – provided exposition you know um the uh they really kind of the whole point of jane foster was uh, in the comic you know she had cancer but uh mjolnir she met the the requirements she was worthy of picking up mjolnir right right not in this they they even like made this whole thing where where it shows like a, a you know them dating and how their relationship went bad and, and I like that. I like that part of it because for once you actually saw that they had a relationship it wasn't just I'm not talking about that yeah I mean that that built right that right, built on right. it okay what I'm talking about is when he leans over and he whispers he goes always take care of her to Mjolnir yeah. so the reason why she was able to pick up Mjolnir is because Thor wished it. Oh, okay. Not because she was actually worthy. So they they, they kind of even like diminished her from a standpoint right, right. by her even even doing yeah. that. Hmm. You know? Um when they finally get to Gore, um it, it resolves itself very quickly. Yeah. Like um uh, to the point where it's like there was no point where you thought Thor was going to lose, right? Like oh, there was. I hope he would. No, but there's always you. You always <laughs> you have that. Wrap it up, right? Right, but you always have the. You always have that kind of like, oh wait, uh, is he going to be able to overcome? You know, this is such a challenge. Can he actually overcome it this time? No, there wasn't really that sort of feeling of it because he's still Thor is still yucking it up all the way till the very end. Hmm. It like it's. Uh, very odd and then then there's the whole thing where he you know he convinced perfectly logical explanation they go to eternity right the the that uh at the uh, there's a where do i start there's a marvel character called eternity right right? and it's like it's like it's like a character and it's made of like you know just stars Stars and has like a half face and and so they go to eternity, and the, the first person that gets to eternity will uh, will be granted their wish. So Gore goes through all this stuff because his daughter dies. He gets to eternity, and his wish is going to be to kill all the gods, not get his daughter back. Right. 
And so um, Jane Foster goes, you could just wish to have your daughter back. He's like, he's you like, know what? You may not be wrong on that. That's a great idea. So what does he wish for to have his daughter back? Now, at this point, he's so injured that he dies. Right. Right. And so, and he keeps calling her love, my love, my love, oh, my love. Love and thunder. I see so that's here. love oh. and thunder. Oh, oh. And then they telegraph several times that, you know, <laughs> I think Thor would be a great dad. Right. He loves to doctor you know? kids. So now, at the end of the end of the episode, or end of the episode, end of the uh, um, movie, that's where you get love and thunder. Gotcha. Thor's because Thor's her adopt her adopted father. Um, that there's also this weird thing about like uh, uh, Stormbreaker is like a jilted lover because. Because Mjolnir, he realizes Mjolnir's back, and he's like, and he keeps talking about Mjolnir, and and he'll talk about Mjolnir, and then, um, from off panel, you'll see like Stormbreaker slowly move into panel, <laughs> like it's looking, like it's looking at him, like, <laughs> like this. PMR like, and he's that, like, though, oh, Stormbreaker, <laughs> oh, I didn't see you standing there. He'll it would it did that like like three different times where it's like he'll ta- he'll start reminiscing about all the good times he had with. Mjolnir, and then here comes Stormbreaker, floating <laughs> into, into into the screen like this. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, admit, it was funny. I mean, it was. I mean, it was good. The crowd funny. that P.M. Marshall with thought it was great. They tested great. So, so how did a P.M.R. tell me how how did Jane Foster even come into the picture here? Well, she had the big C. She had cancer. Okay. So she she's dying. She's got stage four cancer, and uh, so she decides to uh, she reads some books and says, "You know what? I dated a guy that you know was magical. Uh, I'm going to go to New Asgard and oh, look okay. at this part that has magical powers that can give you strength and uh, re- renew your health." So she goes there because. In New Asgard, they have manure. <laughs> yeah, manure. Manure. Manure's there? Why is, why is Mjol- manure? Mjolnir. Oh, yeah, Mjolnir. yeah, yeah. The hammer. Wow. Um, why is the hammer there? Because that's where it fell after hell destroyed it. Well, and then they gathered it up and put it and encased it at the museum piece. Gotcha. You know, here's the broken hammer. And Valkyrie and, is there, right? So what? Valkyrie is yeah, there. Yeah, Valkyrie's the king. She's the king, okay. and like so, she goes up to this display, and it starts rumbling, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of like goes to another scene in the movie, and then next thing you know, Jane Foster. Okay, all right, fair enough. It's it's really cool. She did a good job. I mean, there were some quirky lines, but I mean, with her. But all right, I, so let me let me stop right there for a second. So if you're gonna go and use the cancer plot, okay, but it was like. When they gave her her explanation, she goes, yeah, I was just really tired. And then I got stage four cancer. That's not really how it works. You know, <laughs> uh, like, she, man, you're so, oh, I'm so tired. Maybe I have stage four cancer. <laughs> like, that was the explanation, right? <laughs> and then it shows her mother in a hospital bed when Jane is a child. And you pre- presumably her mother died of cancer, too. Huh, so okay. she 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 uh, 
has a, a predisposition. She ignored the warning signs. She was tired. Stage four cancer. Boom. So it's it's Roasted. you know it's cancer by for plot device. It's it's yeah. it's not like actually. So if you're gonna, and so the kids were like, Jane Foster dies at the end. Okay. Uh, spoiler. And the kids were like, what? They were like, I thought I thought that uh, he'd wish for Jane to be healthy again, or Jane would you know. Uh, um, so hell and I, watching. Well, and I was, I told him, I was like, you can't really do that. That's a cheat. I mean, that's going to be a cheat to anybody that has a family member that <laughs> died of cancer. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, oh, you know, my, my, uh, my dad died of cancer. My mom died of cancer. Oh, but Jane Foster gets to live, <laughs> you know? So like you couldn't, she had to die. Like right. at the end. So even that was like, you know, just from a plot standpoint, you knew that like, uh, where that, where that thread was going to end itself, you know? And they also, you know, in the comics, the the thing was, she would take chemo, and uh, the when she would flip to to become Thor, right. it would purge the chemo from her body. So that's why she wasn't getting any better. This it was just mysteriously, oh, she's just not getting better. She's just yeah. not getting better. Oh, okay. Oh no, no, I'll correct you on that. They did say that by her using. Uh, newer there that was her of the chemo and weakening her where her body wasn't fighting the cancer either so doing two things that's so, exactly what I just said so what? that's exactly what I just said no but you said that they didn't say that in this movie no, no I, I said that it was that they didn't say that it was draining the uh, it was uh, pulling the the comic book said that they never said that in this movie. Yes, they did. Lamar said did. they did. Went to the bathroom because they did. That was the whole. No, she she said we don't know why you're getting better, not getting better. That's all uh, the doctor said. That was the whole purpose of her, him telling her, "Do not use the hammer to come fight with me because the hammer is draining you. A, it's draining your chemo, and B, it's 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 draining your 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 your, your body for." Uh, to fight off this infection that's why he told her to stay there because he knew the hammer was what was draining her i mean that was the that was the whole big plot at the end for him telling her to stay in bed and don't come you know i do not want you to come with me and then she shows up at the fight at the end because he told her no because the hammer was oh and and the and her health it was weakening her body and because it was weakening her body she couldn't fight the cancer so yeah, that was a big thing. That uh, was you missed thing. that one, Brian. Maybe your maybe your audience was too busy laughing at stuff to get the maybe, yeah. Maybe they uh, they were yucking it up. All so, right, yes. So in a film where like one of the co leads dies of cancer, it's you know it's probably the funniest one I've ever seen. The funniest cancer death. It's way funnier than Brian's song, <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> Right, right. It's way funny. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the, it, there's all sorts of tonal issues with this movie. So, uh, how was uh, Christian Bell's gore? I've, I've read that he is a fantastic, you know, as great of a villain as Thanos or something along those lines. I went that far, but he was all right. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, he was the character's well acted. You could tell he brought a lot to the, to the character more than you normally get yeah. from a, just a, a, you know, a superhero villain. Um, there was, 
his opening sequence where you they kind of explain him, uh, you know, like his motivation was good. Some of the some of the stuff they do towards the end where it, it's kind of like um, his interactions uh, are, are are good, and some of the takes he, he some of the ways he kind of uh, um, uh, performs the scenes, like the takes he he does, are really good because they're they're not you know your cookie cutter villain yeah. mustache twirling. Right. So uh, Gore was, I mean, he's a strong part of it, but he's really not in all that much of it. Considering, uh, you know, uh, he's he's they quickly establish what his what his goals are and put him to the side. And and so that that um, yeah, he does, he mind. does it, he does his thing and then he gets kind of he doesn't show up again until the end. And then it's really this whole journey of like a road trip for Valkyrie and, and Jane Foster going on this road trip to, to get the, you know, uh, to find the pieces they need to defeat him. And so it's, I don't know. It's, he didn't get much development. I wish you'd seen more of him. Uh, Cause he's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, I disagree with that part, but I mean, I do agree with you that he, he didn't have much time with it. I mean, I, I liked his motivations, like you said. I, I liked that part. I did. I thought that was a kind of a cool idea, the why he did what he did, and why he was doing. It just kind of got blocky there in the middle with with the gods and all that. Yeah. I mean, that you know, I liked the reason that he was going after killing all the gods. You know, because you know they were he pissed off old powerful assholes, and you know he had enough, and you know that that his god had let his daughter die and all that was good but like it just kind of like like brian said he just wasn't in the movie that much so you didn't really see the threat you know you should have you should have seen him more killing some of the other gods that would have been more of a you know yeah if you wanted to this is gonna sound crazy but if you wanted to do the, if you'd taken the scene from dr strange when you know um uh Scarlet Witch kills the Illuminati and threw some of that in a little more intercut scenes of gore killing gods. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, like so it's almost like that should have been in this where where it it flopped in 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 Doctor Strange, it it would have been better in this. Hmm. But then it's like, well what gods can he kill that won't insult somebody? Yeah. Exactly. You know, so so you <laughs> it's it's weird. Well, speaking of guides, let's talk about the uh, post-credit scenes. Let's spoil that for people. What was the scroll that Natalie Portman found in the tent that let her figure out his axe was the key? I don't understand that. Someone was asking me that. She found the scroll that basically told him how to get to uh, how the, the the reason why they couldn't find Eternity is they needed the Bifrost to get there, and so since Heimdall's dead. Thor is able to channel the Bifrost through Stormbringer. Okay. But they had to have the Bifrost to get access to Eternity. That's why nobody had been able to find it. So the scroll was the, that she found was the, the reason? No, it, it basically explained how to get to Eternity. It's they like needed the Bifrost. Google Maps. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so the scroll kind of told her that you can get it through Storm. 
well, not Stormbreaker, it said you needed the Bifrost to access it. But since Asgard is destroyed and Heimdall's dead, the only way Thor can channel the Bifrost through Stormbreaker, but he's not very good with it. So <laughs> that's why they did the whole thing with the ship. Okay. Of course, at the end, he can... He, yeah. if he, Everybody, if he, he's an expert. If he needs, right? If he needs to get somewhere, he's great with it. But if the plot, the plot is that they want to see these two you know, goats. goats pulling this Viking ship, then suddenly he's not so good at it. Toothnaster so, or whatever? Did they name him? Yeah, Toothnaster and Toothmonger. They didn't. No. Yeah. What was it called? The Bifrost. The Bifrost is the Rainbow Bridge. Now he's just. Okay. You don't know that. He knew that. I knew that. All right, All right, post credit scene number one. Which one was it? You come back and you see uh is the first one the the introduction of the new character, or is that the second one? Uh, I think that's I think that's the second one is the new character. Yes. No, the first the first one's the new character. Oh, okay. So so new character. Uh, so basically, you see that uh, Zeus is not dead. You know, he had the lightning bolt thrown through his his chest, but he's you know right dead square in the middle of his chest, but he's not dead. Um, and he said, "What?" It's Zeus, of course. All right. And so Zeus uh, is talking to someone off screen, and he says, "You know, ever since superheroes are a problem, nobody cares about the gods anymore." Uh, because they have superheroes and they can look up in the sky and they can see superheroes where they, you know, they have to have faith in us. I'm sick of superheroes. Uh, if they want a superhero, we're going to give them a superhero. Uh-huh. And then it pans around and he's talking to Hercules uh, in full Hercules costume, yeah. who is played by Ted Lasso. Guy didn't know. Brett, what? It's, you didn't know who that was? <laughs> Oh, I had no fucking clue. I had to look it up. I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" It's that. it's played by Brett uh, Brett yep. Goldstein from uh, Ted Lasso. He plays yeah. Roy Kent. Yeah, that's what I heard. Roy <laughs> Kent from Ted Lasso. All right, and Which, does he say any? But he he has the uh, green and gold uh, tunic or whatever, all yep. that stuff. He looks like Hercules, and he's oh. he's got the baton, the the bat thing, the Hercules, Hercules bat thing. So. Very cool. But yeah, so we finally get the debut of Hercules. Good. And then, <laughs> which I mean, if you've got another movie and it's going to be Hercules versus Thor, okay, I mean that's fine. I mean you could because you could do Greek gods versus Norse gods, right? I mean you could have that war, which would kind of be interesting, yeah. right? Um, kind of interesting. So, kind of interesting. You um, then you get the second post-credit scene, which they keep talking about Valhalla. And you know, uh, Sif loses her arm in oh. battle, and she with gore. You don't see it, of course. I don't know why you didn't bother seeing it. They didn't bother showing it. But Sif is back. She's lost her arm to gore. Uh, which, if he cut her with the Necroblade, doesn't that mean you're going to die? Inst- I mean, the Necroblade's going to kill you, even if it's just a flesh wound. Correct. This is a flesh wound. <laughs> but I mean, that's Details. the whole thing with the Necroblade. Anyway, so. Her arm's cut off, uh, and they, she keeps talking about, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna don't no no don't sa- don't don't save me. I'm gonna go to Valhalla, and save Thor's Valhalla. like, well, you can only go to Valhalla if you die in battle. He's like, you survived the battle, so Ouch. so then she gets out. 
But, you know, they keep talking about Valhalla. So, you know, at the end, you know, Jane Foster's going to Valhalla. So, um, the end, it shows Jane Foster, like, walking down the Rainbow Bridge into, you know, this, uh, these, these, you know, like, Irish moors. And there's lots of white light and everything. And Heimdall standing there. And Heimdall welcomes her into Valhalla. But here's the thing. I don't remember Heimdall and Jane Foster ever meeting. I mean, I guess maybe they did, but... They met because she went to Asgard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he met her for like five minutes at the most. (laughs) But, uh, you know... But that's who welcomes her. Let me... Let me... Let me... Let me... They dated. They had a montage. They dated for a while. So I'm sure during all that dating time that she went back and forth with Asgard. Yeah. Maps up. But here's the thing, Brad, let me ask you this. So if you die yeah. in battle, right, and you can spend eternity with your loved ones. Right. Or spend eternity with the guy you dated's in laws. <laughs> right. Which would you choose? Well, let me whoa, 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 wait a minute now. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. You're not guaranteeing eternity at all. I mean, we're just Christian faith. We, we hope there's an eternity, but maybe not. Well, that's my point. Is that's my point? Is is if 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 Valhalla exists, right? Heaven heaven should exist. Yeah. And if and if, and Mar- if you're telling me Marvel's telling me that Valhalla exists and heaven doesn't, we've got bigger problems. Kevin Feige's off his rocker. But but here's think about this: if, if I can eat grapes with the withered Pie Man Ron lost his voice there. I don't want to, don't want to see these fuckers. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, so the choice is, you can you can spend eternity with the friends and family of the guy you dated eight years ago, right? Or your actual loved ones. Yeah, your mother, who passed away yeah. from cancer. Yeah, yeah. The, who they established in this in the movie? Right, right. You can see your mother again if you went to heaven, but you died in battle, so you got to go to Valhalla. <laughs> Yeah, but what? I mean, what if there's no heaven? You don't know. I mean, she could be just dirt. That's well. That's what Brian. Said. Well, let me before we get into there the is a, hold on, hold on, hold on. We just went to omnipotent city. <laughs> all gods exist. Which is the problem? Are you saying all gods? But Except for one. <laughs> but one. There's one that doesn't Jesus exist. Did you see Jesus hanging around there? No. I wonder if they put them in in the background somewhere. Not that'd be great. Like He's you know, doing there. like turning turning water into wine for Bacchus or something like that. Any of that? I didn't see the Christian God. So uh, they did say that uh, this came out like in the last day or so that um, originally Russell Crowe was not supposed to play Zeus. He was going to play Satan. So why not? So what? Well, let me ask you this. I mean, didn't the first Thor movie kind of established that, and this goes into the comic books lore as well, sort of, that the Asgardians are really aliens that kind of visited Earth, and the Earthlings said, and Swedish said, oh my gosh, you're like gods to us, and we're going to worship you and all that stuff, but they weren't gods. But now in this movie, it seems to establish that these, that... To your point, Brian, the whole pantheon of gods, Roman, Greek, uh, Hindi, Christian, whatever, 
seem to be existing in the Marvel universe. Yeah, all of them exist. All of them exist. So, yeah. So it yeah. seems like that's. I mean, I always thought, especially with Wonder Woman as well, it's hard to mix in the god stuff with superhero stuff. It feels like that's a misstep. I always felt like and then, until just like two seconds ago when y'all just said that, I didn't really think about it. But, <laughs> but I always felt like Marvel did a great job because they said in that first store that all magic was just a different type of science. Right. Was, and that the gods were just, you know, alien beings that came down at one, some point or by freedom as gods because they were able to do what they were to do. So. Right. So, but now they've just kind of, yeah, yeah, they've kind of gone back on that a little bit. So, oh, well. all right, fine by, fine by me. Boom, whatever. All right, so let's wrap this up with a, a review. Brian, what's your review of Thor, God of th- Love and Thunder? I'll give it a three. Solid three. Three out of five. Okay. And a, a one, I assume? A one. Okay, a one. a watch, all yeah. right. Here's the thing. It's the uh, for everything we've said about it. If you look at Phase Four, which Phase Four is Eternals, uh, Shang Chi, right? Right. I guess. No way home. Die. Well, Phase. uh, It's the second strongest Phase Four movie. Yeah, true, um, but that's, that's out of what though, does it? Right, right. Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man: No Way Home, and Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. And I don't know. Can what you even can, is Spider Man a phase movie? I don't even consider those part of the phases. But I maybe. don't. I don't. But on P, I mean, they're saying it's part of the phase. Okay. But yeah, all right, fine. It's it's better <laughs> than Doctor. It's better than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. All right. Um, uh, Which before we yeah. get, I I've watched Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness since it's on Disney Plus now, uh, but I stopped it after the uh, the Illuminati scene. I and I'm, that was I like understand. two weeks ago, and I haven't regretted I my life I, since. <laughs> so I don't know what happens. I don't think that's that bad of a movie. All right, well Here, you like Shang Chi too. Here's so, what I did appreciate about Thor. None of the, the of the stupid um, Kang bullshits in it. Mm. None of the Eternals bullshits in it. None of the um, uh, uh, multiverse yeah. is in it. None of it. Like so, it's completely yeah. standalone. None of the garbage that we've been had had to like. None of the shit sandwich we've had to swallow for Phase Four has been in it at all. So from that standpoint, that almost gives you like a, an extra point just gotcha. because. It's a good you don't have to, all all the it's a good stand it's standalone. I don't you don't have to watch anything else. There's no other connectivity to any other the any of the other Marvel stuff. Uh, and I've hated Phase Four so far. Right. So there you go. So, PMR, yeah. what's your score for uh, Thor here? You know, it's going to be like a four out of five. Okay, <laughs> that's a reasonable number. Yeah, I, I, I like this movie because. Like Brian said, it was pretty much standalone without any of that multiverse stuff. It was, I like the humor. I thought in a uh, in a world that we live in now that everything is humorless and you can't make fun of anything and have fun anymore. All the jokes, man. I, this I one was like making this, fun of those Greek gods. I think this uh, this movie is pretty funny. I mean, I I okay. tell myself, um, I did 
one of my problems I'm having with this movie and with like Miss Marvel, and we'll get to the, we'll, we'll talk about Miss Marvel next week, but no one talks about the blip. I'm just I'm kind yeah. of like I think it's you know, over. I mean, it's forgotten it's... about the blip. I would like to know, you know. Well, like, think, nobody no talks, talks about, about the mortgage 9/11. crisis anymore. No. Nobody talks about the mortgage crisis anymore. Except yeah, for Brian. Like, you Except like, talk about that fucking mortgage crisis. For hey. years. You would, I mean, <laughs> hey I'm going to this is like still like within the year of coming back. So if you didn't exist for five years, some of that, I mean, somebody would say something, it seems like, but no one appears to, I mean, everything's just back to normal. <clears throat> Which is just kind of weird. I mean, right. I, I know they harp on it too much, but <clears throat> that's my thing. I, that that and I kind of think that I've got a I got a uh, I don't know if Marvel's going to use this, but if they want to to uh, the next storyline would be and want to keep Thor in the Marvel universe, they can really Doctor Who Thor really easily, and and I, I'm pretty sure brian knows what i'm talking about is you know with ragnarok you know coming out and all then they they featured every death or characters have died in the past two or three movies you can go back and recast everybody including chris hemsworth as thor and kind of camelot 3000 and everything because they did that in the thor comics back in the early right. 2000s where you know the world tree you know after ragnarok Thor was dead, and then everybody came back, and he was reborn, and all these, you know, the Warrior Three, and Sif, and Odin, and Loki were all, like, regular human beings, didn't know they were, you know, Asgardians until right. Thor kind of woke them up from it. it was a, it's a really cool concept, a really cool story. Tim uh, Lott 3000 did it the best, of course, but since no one seems to fucking want to make that movie... They could really do that with Thor five and and recast Chris Hemsworth in a in someone else's Thor. So. But he didn't die. <laughs> Not yet, but he, nah. everybody else has died, and I mean, as well. And I, I don't see them doing that after the scene we got in this because you have Korg ex- telling the backstory, right, of what brought us to this point, like, right. and it shows, you know. Hoonan and um, Valstag and all and Fandral, it shows him dead and he goes, and then this guy died and whatever that guy's name is died and this guy, and so it shows him dead but he doesn't even know their names Korg doesn't even know their names, so they're making a joke about these people died and were completely unimportant so well you've convinced me that I don't need to rush out and see this movie, I think no, I think what you do, if, if you if the way they teed it up for a next movie, you do Greek gods versus Norse gods. You finally bring in Balder the Brave. You bring in, um, you bring Loki back in. You bring in, uh, what other? Oh, you bring in Enchantress, right? You bring, um, we don't, you know, you could even say that um, Executioner survived. Right or something like that, but you bring in uh, Norse gods and then you take on the Greek gods and you have, yeah. you know, Hercules and and Zeus and that would you can even bring in Jason and the Argonauts. Ooh. Uh, yeah, maybe that feels un- that feels even more uninteresting to me. 
You're 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 taking well, me out of it, Brian. But I'm just we'll saying see. that's that's I think that's what they're teeing up anyway. All right. And then it's stand it's standalone. You get to introduce these other characters. Uh, it, you've you've basically got JLA versus you know Injustice Society. You've got like team team Asgard yeah, versus so. team Olympus. You know so. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to like Jason. Can you imagine your Jason? Uh, what's his name? Aaron. Aaron. Who, who wrote Thor? Jason Aaron. Yeah. Can you imagine your story from like what six years ago, five six years ago, is now featured in a movie? I mean, when this Thor franchise first started like ten years ago, this guy wasn't even writing Thor. When that- Thor started ten years ago, Thor was dead. That was during the whole. Ragnarok thing because they took Thor off the table because they didn't know what to do with him, and they brought Thor back after um, the phase or after phase one started because they knew they were heading towards. But Thor, they canceled the Thor book, and it was gone for probably two years. Thor was dead. So, so now this guy, you know, he comes on the book. He writes his Jane Foster story this God butcher story and uh, now it's picked up in a major motion picture. I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, cause that's the way the Hollywood story, works. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, but it's to his credit, the Jane Foster story is stupid as it sounds. It's a really good story in the, in the book. And I mean, it was a good story in the movie, but I mean, <clears throat> I, uh, it, it works. I mean, it, it really played out really well in the books. All right, you're you're going to talk yourself up to a five out of five pretty soon, by then, right? Yep. So is I it to say my favorite thing though is is to listen to people talk about how Natalie Portman got all ripped, but if you see behind the scenes stuff, you know that was all CGI. <laughs> I mean, honestly, really she's fly. wearing she's wearing the dots on her arms and these things on her arms. Mm. If you look at these, uh, behind the scene photos right. and stuff, and, and she doesn't look big whatsoever. I mean, she looks toned, but she doesn't look big, but she's wearing the dots that, you know, the CGI stuff. The so lies I'm of like, Hollywood. I know. I'm like, and everybody's like all goobing out about it. And I'm like, that fucking is all fake. I mean, they just CGI that shit. Is it not weird that in four movies we still haven't gotten Beta Ray Bill? Uh, Everybody yeah, wants Beta right. Ray Bill. Uh, yeah, you're right. I honestly, I, I wish we would get Beta Ray Bill. That was a cool storyline. So we still don't have Beta Ray Bill. Uh, they kind of use Throg as kind of like a throwaway. But if they were ever going to put Throg in an actual movie, this was the one to put him in because everything was so like, you know, out there. They weren't even trying to like. You know, when you watch this and then you go and watch like Guardians or something, you're like, you can see like Guardians was funny. Guardians at the end of Guardians, there was a a dance battle for Christ's sake. But now you go into this movie and and that dance battle looks completely plausible compared to the stuff that happens in this movie. (laughs) I mean, I like all I like this. I I like all the space stuff. I like the fact that they put Thor in because he. That's really where he needs to go. I mean, because he's too powerful for Earth, he doesn't fit in Earth. So they put him in space. I mean, that's where. I mean, I'm I, not I, talking about the fact that he was in space. I'm talking about the fact that just the goofiness. The, uh, yeah, just the goofiness of the of the yeah. uh, the plot, the story. So 
I like it. All right. It. Well, Podman Ron liked it, and you're not going to change his mind. All right. So next time, in next episode, as we're well past our two-hour mark on this one. I know. Oh, God. Uh, hopefully the servers will be able to handle all the downloads of this episode. Um, Miss Marvel? Have, have, oh, we'll, can I mention something real quick? Real quick. What? So, uh, have you guys looked at our uh, Instagram no. page lately? <laughs> no one has. So, I'm going to start boosting that. Yeah. Everybody well, check out the new Instagram stuff I'm going to be putting on the Instagram. There wait. was a point, <laughs> there was a point uh, where we had 70 yeah. followers. Thousand? Right? 70,000? Yes. Yeah, Brad, pull up how many Instagram followers we have now. Let's see what we got. Seven. Even the bots are dropping us. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Oh, 81? It's oh, 81? 81 oh. followers, yeah. Oh, when I looked the other day, it only showed 10. <laughs> it literally only showed 10. And no. I'm like, oh, well, I guess they shut down all the bots. No, yeah, exactly. No, those <laughs> bots are still Elon active. Musk. They love us. Oh, there you go. It must have been a glitch. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, well, there, thanks a lot, Elon Musk. You lost the 70 of our... Uh, no, yeah, now we're Instagram, not Twitter, right? You're talking about? Yeah, Instagram, not Twitter. Yeah. Okay. We, have <laughs> we have all of social Podman. Right? So, go like us on uh, on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, please. Both what is you... Yes, who's, whoever listened to this, uh, follow us on Instagram yeah. at what, what's our Instagram? The Podman. Is it the Podman, the, one word? Yep, all one word. Yep, that's how social media works. <laughs> the Podman. Follow us at the Podman. All right. Well, until next time. That sounds like a great time to wrap up right there, Brian. Yeah. Until next time. Save it for the podcast.